Welcome to the Fire Breathing Kittens podcast, a standalone fifth edition Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Every episode is its own separate adventure, so you can listen to them in any order you choose. Lucky you. We are joined this week by Dr. Crud the Third. Well, hi there. Uh, Dr. Crud the Third is a seventh level doctor. He is a loxodon. He stands at eight feet tall, five feet wide. He weighs between, depending on, you know, the, the what's going on, anywhere between three and four hundred pounds. He wears a white leather lab coat with Dr. Crud the Third embroidered on the left side, blue jeans, white button-down shirt, red tie, and he has a baby Bjorn on the front now with with Jenny inside. Aww. Also with us is Nesgrax. Sorry, that, that's, the, that's the only way I'm used to saying that name nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> Evilly. Hello, I'm Nezcrack Skarsbrush. I'm a level 7 necromancy wizard. I used to be a noble, and uh, I'm wearing a brown robe, which I acquired while I was spending a year underground. And uh, also, I have a weird sort of beard thing going on, but it, it's probably a fungus. So, just so you know. Yeah, that brown robe of yours didn't used to be brown. It started off white, didn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I can see what kind of ointments I got for you. We'll, we'll get that taken care of. Thanks, Crud. Yeah, it's crawling away. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, making a return after a couple of weeks' uh, absence, we'll go into that in a little bit later, is Olive. Hey. Olive is a bipedal crocodile wearing a white Jedi-style robe and baggy brown pants. She's a level 7 monk taking the way of the open hand by correspondence. And she's really happy to be back and able to speak in her normal voice. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Olive, uh, she's been off for the last couple of weeks working under an assumed name at the Infernal Incarceratorium, which is a effectively a for-profit prison uh, run by a rather unsavory character. Um, Olive has been as I said, working there for the last couple of weeks, and now it's time for her to take her leave. So she is currently waiting on the volcanic shores of Mount Volskar, uh, waiting on the docks to be picked up. On the horizon, she can see the mast of a ship, a very familiar ship, a ship that I believe I wrote down was uh, a slightly shimmery vein of purple. This is indeed the Vengeful Lament, making its third appearance in this podcast. Uh, on the deck, uh, as it draws closer, you see, standing at the prow of the ship, you see Nezgrax and someone you have not seen in quite some time now, over a year in fact. It's the unmistakably large form of Dr. Crud Third. So, uh, tell, tell me again, are we, we uh, breaking her out? Is she getting off of time served, or was she working there? I, I'm still confused about that. I mean, we've been sending so many guys to jail. <laughs> Our guys. Yeah, she. last time we were here, she sort of decided she wanted to keep working here. So, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I think she's probably, like, this is the end of her shift, if you see what I mean. And now, so we can just pick her up like normal. I don't think we have to make a big thing about it. It's like picking up your friend from work. Yeah, I don't think I don't think we oh, need okay. a, another heist to, to to pick your friend up from work. 
So, so no prison break. <laughs> All right, I'll go ahead and put my uh, prison break tools away. Oh, you were doing so, so handy last time. <laughs> you just had a blowtorch. <laughs> Ready to go. I have one question about my stay as Mallory the Victorious, the prison guard. Go on. Are Debbie McGee and Faustina dating? Um, They left. So you can only assume it went well. Ooh. They they uh, took each other's hands and ran off into the sunset because, as you remember from uh, last time, that particular for-profit prison was not fond of um, inter-office romance. So they decided to just scarper. Wow. Oh, that's lovely. Nice. That's good for them. So, I'm glad that they yeah, yeah. can be together. Yeah, so in the meantime, the front desk has been run by another construct um, until they can get the hiring process, which is really difficult when your HR person has run away. <laughs> oh no, this poor prison, whatever will they oh, do? Oh no, oh no, this poor for-profit prison run by pretty much the devil. Oh no, what's how will they ever cope? But luckily, that is not the focus of this week's episode. Um, the Vengeful Lament sails into port and moors up by the docks. The gangplank clatters onto the dock itself and Nesgrax and Crud stand uh, slightly wobblily in... Well, as a, as a side note, wobblily is, a, is my favourite adverb. We, it's I know. amazing. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Nesgrax and Crud stand at the top of the gangplank, uh, waving at you as you uh, walk up to the ship. Over here, Olive! Over here! We're here to get you! Olive! Hi! I mean, Mallory! Mallory! <laughs> oh, it, oh, I'm sorry. Mallory! Olive Mallory! Olive Mallory! We're here for you! <laughs> Nesgrex! And Dr. Crud Third. I haven't seen you in so long! I, honestly, I... Did you get my letter? I sent it. It must have been a year ago. Dr. Crub pulls it out of his pocket. Yeah, yeah, me me and Beans got your letter. We're, uh, oh, yeah, that reminds me. I got your tattoo. You need, you're going to need it back now. <laughs> Is he handing me the skin from my left hand? <laughs> as soon as you walk on board. Oh, no. All right. So I thought about this. Olive tilts her head back <laughs> and dangles it above her mouth and slowly lowers it in and eats it. Because lizards eat their shed skin. <laughs> oh. Gross. <laughs> well, to each their own. And oh, oh, look, something else wonderful happened. He points to uh, Jenny. Ah, my egg hatched. I'm a mommy now. You're a mommy? Okay, what does your baby look like? It's a cross between a tiny dragon and an elephant guy. <laughs> so think of a elephant body. I mean, a, a dragon body, sorry, a dragon body with a elephant trunk, elephant ears, and a dragon head. Wait, that thing is alive? <laughs> yeah. I thought it was like a, I thought it was like a Furby. <laughs> <laughs> you did see me feed her earlier, didn't you? Yeah, I thought it was like fake food. I thought it was like one of those bottles where the milk disappears. Well, we got to touch up your biology. She's adorable. Oh How could you confuse her for... Well, she does look like a doll, Dr. Crud III. As cute as a baby doll. She is very cute. Thank you. <laughs> Meanwhile, while all this is happening, um, Olive climbs up onto the deck of the Vengeful Lament, 
um, uh, Captain Arland Artichoke the Fourth pulls off a skillful J turn with a ship and (laughs) (laughs) pulls out of port, uh, sail, starting to sail west back towards Nicomoy. However, Nicomoy at the moment is not your destination because prior to leaving Nesgrax and Crud, you were approached by your old friend, well, Nesgrax's old friend Mendax, who provided them with some tickets and an apology. The apology effectively being, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry that it's all been a bit, bit difficult recently. You deserve some sort of um, holiday. So uh, there's this uh, carnival that I um, heard of some time ago. Seems like it, was a, it would be a pretty fun place for everyone to go hang out. So I got you some tickets. Uh, just go wild. Seems like a good place. Um, it should be on the way back. So once you go pick up Olive, go go have a good time on me. Wow, thanks, Mandax. Okay, cool. Will do. <laughs> so it is luckily not too long a voyage because if I remember correctly, it was a couple of days, weeks. I can't. All right, I really I can't remember how long it was between Nicomoy and Mount Volskar. Let's say about two weeks voyage. Um, so it's that sounds right. Maybe about two days um, back the way you came. Um, it's uh, on the carnival in question is near a town called Edgemarsh, which is in a very swampy region, uh, cornered off by a mountain range. It's quite difficult to pull into the the area so uh Arland parks the ship some way out of out to sea and lets you off in one of the jolly boats to uh row yourself to shore as as you land it seems to have been a, a frequent spot for people to land to go to this carnival in days past so there is an old sign uh which just says carnival pointing into the swamp <laughs> is this this isn't an island or anything right it's it's on the continent it is on a continent yes okay <laughs> uh cool cool Ooh. which you can name if you want i don't think we ever named the continent the country is guasso the world the globe is draws but yeah you want to name the continent oh okay let's see um <laughs> <laughs> oh he's excited <laughs> I want to call it uh, Klondach. So C-L-O-N-D-A-C-H. Klondach. And you got to put the K in there. Yeah, yeah. When you say it. Is that Welsh or something? Or Klingon. Yeah. Honestly, I think it's Irish. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I was looking at a map of Ireland like last night. So that could be why. Officially Klondach. Yeah. <laughs> The continent oh, has been named. <laughs> Klingon is just Irish. Yeah, Weird. I never knew that. Yeah. 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 Actually, weirdly enough, while I was looking at the map, I noticed that there's a point on the west coast of Ireland, which is just called Spanish Point. And that's because during the Spanish Armada, a load of Spanish ships sunk off the course of Ireland. And that's where they all um, like sunk and came uh, came ashore where they were summarily executed. Ah. Um, history is really history hardcore. is fun. <laughs> oh yeah, 
And if you guys have never heard Hardcore History by Dan Carlin, that's a great one. Anyway, keep going. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I, I do enjoy them. Okay, so you've now landed on the continent of Klondak. Um, there is a sign which just an quite an old sign. It's quite a brownie greenish with a, a tinge of algae or moss or, you know, that kind of swampy goop that somehow ends up on everything pointed into the swamp that says carnival <laughs> not in that tone of voice it probably says carnival <laughs> wow okay hey uh olive i, I know you're like uh, a crocodile person do, what, how do you feel about these sort of swampy places she's currently laying down in a puddle at the edge of like where the sign is next to like some wet stuff and just like rolling in it like a dog. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Was I in a volcano for a few months? <laughs> I love it, I say. Yeah, wow. Olive, Olive, you've picked up some really dry scales having to work in a volcano. You've like had to sneak off to mist yourself in breaks yeah, over I'm... the last couple of weeks. But How is it that my Jedi robe is white is what I'm wondering. Because like I'm always rolling in something, you know? <laughs> Maybe it's brown too. <laughs> so. hmm. Well, maybe it's magical and it just cleans itself as it goes. Can I have that in real life? <laughs> <laughs> that would be really helpful, wouldn't it? But yeah. Uh, Mazagrax, are you uh, sure about this carnival? I mean, that, uh, that, that, sh that sign's all shouty and mean. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't think Mendax would have sent us someplace, you know dangerous or anything not again maybe anyway. it's just yeah maybe it's just like a front maybe they like make it all look sort of spooky and and swampy and then like as soon as we go through it'll be awesome and it's just like to deter anyone who's like not cool enough to enter the park you know well that doesn't make like good business sense to me but you know what you're the expert here i don't know this guy from jane or jim so It'll be like one of those, you know, hidden bars in like, uh, you know, like you, you go to the back of the kitchen and you open up the fridge and then all of a sudden it's like a rave. <laughs> like the MIB. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, it wouldn't deter me at all because I love swamps. My skin is feeling so much better than it has for a really long time. All right, well, somebody's going to have to walk in front of me because uh, I might sink in there. Oh, I, I can do that. <laughs> uh... Can I? I'm looking at my character sheet, which is somewhat new to me. <laughs> I have a speed of 45 feet, so I'm going to use my extra... I think I have 25 feet more than you. Well, I am no longer uh, chain-mailed. Oh! So I'm at a... Uh, yeah, I'm at 30 feet now. I'm not at 20 anymore. Nice! All right, well then I will use my extra 15 feet to... Move back and forth a little bit, like how a blind person feels the ground, but I'm just literally stepping on it. And if I fall in, I'm like, not there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on my conversion from uh, cleric to actual doctor, a uh, few things changed. And that's one of them. Okay. Um, in order to traverse the swamp properly, Olive, I'm going to need a survivor roll off you. But seeing as this is basically your home turf, you love swamps. I'm going to give you advantage. Thank you, because... <laughs> mm. Oh, he's being so nice at the beginning of the game because he's going to murder us all. <laughs> That's okay. I've learned how to create new characters. Hey. 
I'm glad you gave me advantage because instead of the two, I'll take the 16 on the dice for a 19 overall. Thank you. All right. Okay. So you spend the first couple of minutes reacquainting uh, yourself with swamp life. So I'm I'm going to uh, canonize that too by you just spending a couple of minutes like dive bombing in and out of certain pools and just like covering yourself in mud. And you're Absolutely. going, oh, this is so lovely. <laughs> oh, this feels so nice. It's so cool. No predators are going to get me. <laughs> She's still got volcano brain right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, She's yeah. She's readjusting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and having done this in real life, I would say watch out for rocks. Mud is squishy and soft and rocks are hard. But I've got alligator skin, so I can actually like, yeah, that's so much better than real life. <laughs> However, once you <laughs> manage to uh, <laughs> tear yourself away from the wonderful world of swamp swamp swimming um you start to actually look at the ground around you um start to pick out a safe path you uh, take sticks from um dead trees around the place lay them on the ground so your compatriots can follow because as a monk you're somewhat quicker than the rest of them so to avoid any awkward backs and forth you lay out this trail for everyone to follow the other two just give me a a fairly fairly straightforward just deck saving throw, just to make sure you don't fall in as Olive's um, making these little pathways for you. Basically, just don't, you know, beef it. Ooh. 21. 10. Okay, that's that that's fine, you know, as long as it basically wasn't, you know, like a five or below, <laughs> you would have been absolutely fine. But, uh, Crud, you're finding the lack of chainmail amazing. Like you've never felt felt so light. It's like there's a there is a literal weight off your shoulders, but part of it's been replaced by your baby, I guess. But your I I wouldn't say that she weighs three hundred pounds. I mean, golly, she's a baby. Oh, you'd hope not. She's at least she's only at two hundred. I mean, <laughs> yeah, st- still still space to grow. But yeah, you find uh, your footsteps uh, easy enough to uh, keep on the path Olive's made for you. And after about, maybe about half an hour, you start to see light at the end of the swamp tunnel. Go away! Go away! Stay away from the light! (laughs) I think it's just the sunlight, Crad. I I think it's okay. Oh, okay. I I thought I saw a tunnel here. Don't worry. It's it's a metaphor. Metaphors can't harm you. (laughs) Sticks and stones can break my phone, can break my bones, but metaphors can never harm me. No, no, it's phone. You were <laughs> yeah, right it's, the first it's time. Fo- you were right the first time. It's phones. Yeah, <laughs> sticks and stones can break your phone and often do. Yeah, <laughs> my phone can break itself. Really, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. Although that said, weirdly enough, like my screen protector has only ever been broken by being in my own pocket, and I don't Weird. understand it. <laughs> I've dropped it like... This is two years old and no cracks, no dings, no nothing. Nice. Do you have anything See, on I've... And uh, I have a, uh, like a, a protector on the outside, but nothing on the screen. Hmm. All right. I know this is the banter that the DM oh, was like, hey, please hey, don't. <laughs> hey, it's, it's important consumer information, okay? If we can't provide, you know, <laughs> important consumer advice, it's... then we don't have any business calling ourselves a D&D podcast. <laughs> It's an FBK PSA. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I think, uh, what, what's, the, what's the D&D version of, like, phones? Is it? 
Like you've got sending stones, communication stones, yeah, speech stones, whatever they're called. Yeah. So uh, as you leave the swamp, talking about um, your differing versions of protecting sending stones. So you know, crud, you wrap yours up in gauze. <laughs> uh, oh, absolutely, that's the best thing. Uh, Nesgrax, <laughs> you you have like you've got like an egg to put yours in. Uh, <laughs> or, or do you keep yeah. yours in your fungus beard? Oh, that would be cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll keep it in my fungus beard. <laughs> I reach into my fungus beard every time I need to use. It. Yeah. That'd where would cool. where, where would Olive keep her seeing sending stone? Mouth pocket. <laughs> her mouth pocket. <laughs> it's just called her mouth. There's a crud. <laughs> book about the princess of the inland sea. That's about a dragon. And apparently there's some room under scales, and there's a scale in the middle of her forehead where she keeps a pearl. So if the sending stone is small enough, then I wedge it, like, under a scale? Because, I, I mean, ladies' mm. clothes never have enough pockets. No, that is true. I, I could see her having the new mini one, you know, the sending pebble. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, the book's name is Dragonsteel. All right. Keeping going. It's been a long time. It's been so long. <laughs> I mean, that's all. That's the difficulty with sending stones. They just keep getting bigger, don't they? Oh my gosh! Yeah. So I've got one of those mini ones. <laughs> yeah, you've, you've got like one of the ones from about ten years ago, and you've kept the same one the entire time. Hey, it makes calls great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't need any of that fancy uh, new age stuff, do you? You don't need it to teleport you anywhere or anything. Olive probably doesn't. Let's be real about Olive. <laughs> she also has like. She has, like, no friends, so... Well, I beg to differ. I'm your friend, Olive. Oh, yay. <laughs> I've been your friend for a very long time. <laughs> uh, you exit the swamp to uh, a clearing, which has a rather disappointing sight, you think. So there is there are a number of tents. However, none of them are in particularly good shape. They're all yellow striped, yellow and white striped tents. There's a rather run-down banner which says Il Carnivale Reggiano, uh, but the writing is faded and a bit gross. However, as you enter the clearing and walk up to the that uh, the entrance, the banner, um, a small figure um, pokes its head out of one of the nearby tents, spots you, squeaks excitedly, and run to, runs towards you. It's a very it's a yellowish. Uh, blur with uh, uh, running right towards you, and so you you see this little maybe two feet high, two three feet high. I don't feet two and a half feet. Let's split the difference. Two and a half feet high, <laughs> yellow blur running towards you, and it it's running, running, running. It skids and manages to just stop in front of you and gazes up at you all very expecting and goes, oh, hello. It doesn't go Pika. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hello uh, Nesgrax, your definition of cool people and my definition of cool people are obviously two different things Yeah, okay um, Hello, uh, young person Hello, how, how, uh, how is sir today? How, how is sir today? Are you talking, you're talking to me <laughs> you, you is sir, yes I, oh, I see, okay Manners for once, <laughs> great. Uh, yeah, I uh, I'm I'm fine, thank you. We've come here to um, uh, enjoy the carnival. Uh, is that is that on the table? Is the carnival open? 
well, yes, uh, uh, l- l- I, w- I will go get mistress. Hang on, you're, you're right there, sirs, and, 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 sirs, and, and, miss, um, he- hello, my name, uh, miss, miss. <laughs> uh, excitedly uh, turns around and runs off. Um, so th- this little um, creature is um, what you can only see as a fairly yellowish goblin uh, wearing a very cute, like, purplish, like, sort of like bellhop porter's uniform. Um, certainly seems to be made out of some sort of faded velvet, uh, which has certainly seen better days. But as it, uh, as they uh, run off towards uh, the central tent, um, you see the flap open wide and another figure uh, walk out and they seem to converse briefly before the other figure, well, they both walk back towards you. Uh, once once again, the little goblin is sprinting. Um, <laughs> stops behind you and goes, Oh, yes, um, my name, you, you, you can call me uh, Cheese Goblin. Hello. <laughs> All right. Ah, it's cheesy. Parmesan of the Reggiano. <laughs> Hello. I mean, right. Um, this, this is this is my mistress. Um, I, I will, let me introduce you, mistress. This is oh, I'm so I'm so sorry. I didn't get your names. Oh, don't 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 worry. Um, I'm Nesgrax. These are my associates, Crud and Olive. Doctor. Sorry, Doctor Crud the Third. His Majesty. Wait, uh, just a doctor, it's fine. <laughs> oh, oh, there you go. Immediately back in his good graces. <laughs> <laughs> Mistress, this is Naz Grax, um, Dr. Crud III, and Olive. Um, sorry, my, my, my apologies. And um, he um, looks briefly at Crud and goes, um, Would you like a peanut? What the hell did you just say to me? <laughs> Not cool, cheese. Oh no! Not cool. Um, sorry, we we offer peanuts to everyone. It's no. You looked right at me and offered it to me. You didn't offer it to either of these guys. I'm sorry. What? Just because I have gray skin, I got big ears, and I got a trunk, that means I have to have I have to have the peanut that I like the peanut that I give me that damn peanut. <laughs> <laughs> you have insulted my entire race of people, but I'll take it. <laughs> uh, the goblin uh, scuttles around and hides behind uh, the other figure um, who walks up to you. Um, this uh, this person is dressed in um, faded green hooded robes with some uh, shabby furs around the shoulders. Um, you can't quite see... Uh, their face because they're wearing a hood so their face is in shadow Um, but they are of of middling height uh, but the way they carry themselves you think it's probably a woman Um, but they say oh don't mind the 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 cheese goblin I'm sorry about that Um, um, they they do get rather excited um, when we occasionally get people here um, sorry, um, let me introduce myself. Um, well, in terms of the, the carnival itself, I was known as the Cheese Witch. Um, so, pleasure to meet all you. Um, I, I I take it you are here on purpose, right? 
yeah, we were uh, given tickets as sort of like a thank you. Um, and we thought we'd come and check it out. Hmm. I must say, we're so far pretty spooked out. Oh, no, I don't blame you. I mean, um, yes, the, 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 the carnival itself, we closed maybe five, five, ten years ago, something like It's been quite some time. Um, since the carnival's been open, I'm kind. I'm rather surprised we've got tickets still out there. Maybe they were just left over, and someone picked them up. That that sounds about right. Nasgrax, do you want to check the date on those? Yeah, I bet Mendax just had them in like a pocket, in like a winter coat, and was doing some cleaning, and then found them five years later, and decided, oh, okay, I'll give these to Nesgrax because I'm a jerk. <laughs> Yeah, I'd say that's probably about accurate. <laughs> Come to think of it, yeah, that's totally in character. <laughs> uh, but she says, Well, seeing as you're here, um, let me give you the rundown of the place. Well, as you can see, this place is a bit rundown. Hey, wordplay. <laughs> um, nice one. <laughs> but yes, um, this, this place used to be um, very popular um, in times gone by, but... Um, for various reasons, we had to close down some time ago. Um, but I, I've, I've been here with the Cheese Goblin for, you know, the, the past five or so years. And, um, but we do still get, um, like, travellers like yourselves, um, you know, visit occasionally. And we uh, can, well, my my role in all this, I was one of the, one of the, um, one of the owners back in the day. Um, but yes, my, my role was that of the cheese witch and I could, um, well, I can show you if you like, you've already got the ticket so you can, you, you're more than welcome to, um, come and, uh, take part in the activities that I can, I can provide. Oh, that's awful kind of you, uh, doing, uh, honoring the tickets, even though they're five years out of the date. Well, uh, honest, honestly, like, um. It's not like I've got much else to do, and the company would be uh, rather well appreciated when you're spending all your time with uh, this excitable little cheese ball. Yeah, he set a bad example. You're setting the good example, so we're uh, you and I. We're good. It's very <laughs> kind of you. Yes. Um. Um. Don't don't be too hard on the little one. He um he he um turned up as an orphan um a, f- a few years before the carnival closed and uh, well, we, we took him in um, um, I, I, I suspect that um, his old um, clan may have been um, uh, oh, oh my signals uh, finger across her throat um, you mean you think they're dead crud Jesus man it's okay he's, Wait, what? he's right what? here what? Oh, I th- oh I'm sorry I thought she just didn't know the word Oh no, I know no. the I know the word. I'm trying to, you know, make make it a bit better because you know any time he thinks about it, he kind of curls up and gets unresponsive. But yes, um, <laughs> <laughs> he goes into a bit of a cheese curl. Oh my god! But folks, there's going to be a lot of this. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, we 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 took him in and we've been look. Well, I've I've been. Sorry, I've been looking after him as as best I can uh, since. But yes, you 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 don't don't treat him too harshly. He's doing the best he can. 
No, of course, of course. He seems he seems like a nice a nice cheese goblin, and uh, happy he's here. Incidentally, I know of several charities that are helping orphans, and uh, oh, is that right? Yes, I know there's lots of them in this world that would love to to help out in this situation. Oh, that sounds lovely. Oh yeah, that one, the HHO, right? Heinz helping orphans. There's, there's Heinz helping orphans. Yeah. There's the one that um, I don't know. Didn't Borb set up a charity as well to help orphans? I think Borb tried. Yes, yes, he did. In Kif Fasty. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. I think we also take yeah. in like orphans <laughs> at the guild. <laughs> Pretty sure that came up once. And the White Spire. Yeah, they, uh, Crud, Crud the Senior with Ammonist, and I think Mocha was there. They they put it together, a, a, a orphanage, years ago. The Fire Breathing Academy. Yeah. And a school. Yeah. yeah. Wouldn't it be great so, if the real world were like this, where, like, every other person set up an orphanage? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, go on. <laughs> But honestly, like, um, I, I haven't been able to, um, you know, get out much. But if there are any, like, um, I mean, he's perfect. He, I, I hope he's um, happy staying here with me. But, um, he, I mean, he's never expressed any um, wish to leave. But, um, but no, at, at the moment, I'm, I'm staying here to see out uh, the rest of the carnival's days. But you are more Father. than welcome here, um, so long as you will... You're um, happy to stay, and um, if you would like, I can uh, show you my, um, well, <laughs> not quite a party trick, more of a party profession, but uh, <laughs> um, I would glad to gladly show you um, my my trade. Yes, please. Okay, let me, let me take you over to my tent, and she gestures towards the, the central tent, which is... Um, you would have thought in its um, bygone days to be rather grand. It's once again white and yellow uh, stripes. Um, it's the the classic like circus carnival tent with uh, the 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 peak top and the the the, the walls and um, tent words other carnival words. It's usually ship words that get me down now, but it's the lack of carnival research that really does it this this week. <laughs> You're doing fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, but she walks you over towards the the central tent, um, opens the the flap, and you get a waft of you get a, a waft of smell. It's it's not an unpleasant smell. It's just a very pungent odor. Is it cheesy? <laughs> Maybe <laughs> just a little bit. Yeah. Like dead cheese goblins? Oh no. Ah. no. <laughs> At least I hope not. This is where she stores his dead family. <laughs> it's just a pile of goblin clones. <laughs> oh. They're universal donors. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. <laughs> well, I'm I'm now um implementing that conversation into canon. Is it like you whisper to each other as you walk up to the tent. It's like, hey, what, what if it's just full of corpses? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're universal donors, you know. Well, 
you got to look at the state of the place. Uh, but she opens the, the tent flap. You get a waft of uh, cheesy aroma. And um, as you walk in, you see um, what is effectively a fire pit in the middle of the tent with a, a, um, a bubbling cauldron of yellowish goop. There are shelves lining the the edge of the tent. There's a nice fur rug, uh, which seems people have been uh, sitting on for years and years and years. If you give me a quick perception check, then I can give you a couple of extra fun little details. I'm sorry, it's just that the bubbling cauldron of yellow liquid just sounds like cheese goblin soup now. Hmm. <laughs> I was going to say fondue. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Eleven. Eight. <laughs> There actually is a cheese amusement park in Korea. Uh, and oh. Ooh. You get to make your own cheese, and there's statues of cheese and cows and stuff. That sounds pretty good, huh? 17. Yeah. <laughs> My secret dream is to go to all these themed amusement parks, like <laughs> the spa with wine and the cheese amusement park. <laughs> uh, not that secret Why anymore. Why would you not? <laughs> hmm? Why would you not want to go there? It sounds amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Olive, you are more or less blasted by the the cheesy fumes, considering the only fumes you've had recently are very much burning smells. So this is like an incredible, incredibly strong scent. Like (laughs) if you've walked into like a perfume shop and you just get hit (laughs) by by the aroma and like... (laughs) Just when you um, thought you were recovering your sense of smell... Bam. <laughs> yeah. Bam. There it goes again. Meanwhile, uh, Nezgrax and Crud, as you walk into the tent, you also see, uh, just propped up against the side, you see a couple of um, pronging sticks and yeah. uh, a very small, um, uh, very <laughs> charcuterie board. Oh. You were right. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it is a fondue party. Yay! So, um, Cheese Witch. Oh, yes. Can we, um, partake? Is that allowed? Oh, yes, but, um, there, there is a bit of a process because my people call me the Cheese Witch because it's easier to say than my actual job title, which is a Lactoneromancer. <laughs> cool. Which technically. I'm a necromancer. Oh, is that right? Yeah. It's um, dead, dead magic, magic, right? Yeah, yeah, yes. Hmm. Bringing people back from the dead. Mm, okay. It's a good thing. Mm, bringing bodies back from the unmoving, I'd say. Uh, yeah, reanimating corpses, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if I can't save him, he can. <laughs> exactly. Sort of ish. A full service mobile clinic has a necromancer in it. <laughs> One or another, they're walking out of there. <laughs> oh, oh no. You know, back in the day we actually had a a, a necromancer as part of the 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 carnival, um but um they just used to make um bones dance. They didn't actually bring in corpses to you know, do like um, a conga line or anything. They were, you know, just the same bones which were naturally gotten um, out out of the swamp. I think you might have passed through there. It tends to be the common way. I would love to just get some clarity on what you just said. <laughs> she said that you should make a conga line 
out of your next patients who don't survive. <laughs> yeah, just to, just to be clear here, first, uh, item one, you said there were some bones in the swamp that we passed through on the way here? Oh, 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 I see your concern. Um, no worries. It w- they weren't like, you know, sentient bones like, you know, like, like you or I. Um, they're just like animal bones that um, occasionally like end up in the swamp, uh, like one way or another. Sometimes they just wander in. They can't swim. They were just fished out. So don't worry about that. There's no no danger of um, like <laughs> undead skeletons in the swamp. Don't worry about it. Oh, okay. Okay. Cool. Cool. But then you also said that you had a guy who made bones move, but not like me? Explain? Well, yes. I mean, we didn't bring in, like, the like fresh corpses to make, you know, entertainment with. We just used the bones from the swamp. So... Oh, I see. I see. Okay. Old corpses. He would reanimate the animal bones. Yes, for for the entertainment, but we didn't ah. specifically kill the animals for for that purpose. Mm. I see. Okay, cool. I'm in. But yes, my my job is uh, the as a lactoneromancer, which technically translates as like dairy dream wi- wizard, uh, like magician. But um, mm-hmm. people can't really say lactoneromancer. But so we just go for. Cheese witch, because it sounds a bit more catchy. It is catchy. I like oh. it. So one of the things I've um, figured out over the course of my life is how to take the... Because as you may well have noticed, like if you have too much cheese before you go to sleep, you're going to often have like weird or, um, you know, very lifelike dreams, right? True. So I've figured out how to take that, you know, the like the innate dream power of cheese and turn it into a form of, um, well, therapy. Oh, wow. That yeah. sounds brilliant. So so what, what I, I tend to do for the people who come here is um, we can, this is what all the cheese fumes are about. We um, harness the, the innate magic of the cheese and help people... Um, work through certain issues they may be having, um, certain um, like character things um, hidden deep in the subconscious which may not be so easy to um, dig at. Cool, cool. I recently uh, spent a year doing mushrooms, so I'm with you. I'm on. <laughs> oh, oh that, that, that's, um, that's a, that is another vein that uh, one can go into, but um, I often find that... Um, Having a cheese party is somewhat more family-friendly, let's say, than having a mushroom party. I like how you're calling them a, it's a, it's a cheese party. <laughs> yes, but, uh, you That's... know, mycomancy is very, um, is, is, you know, a viable form of magic as well. Oh, that's like mushroom yes, magic, well, is that what fungus, you're saying? Yes. Ah, yeah. Gotcha. Took me a second. I gotcha. It's, it's, it's okay. I've, I've been at this longer than you. Don't worry about it. I'm sure it'll come up in your studies. Thanks, yeah. So, would you would you all like to have a ha- have um, a session? Obviously, you know, um, I, I may be a bit, I'm, I'm a little bit out of practice, but um, ev- everything should be absolutely fine. Um, so, like for in, for instance, like if you were afraid of spiders, then obviously, you know, the world is actually filled with 
dangerous monsters where you could go out and fight them. However, by taking a, a quick course of uh, lactinera mantic therapy, then we could um, travel into your subconscious through the power of cheese and fight those spiders in your mind to try and get over that fear without actually endangering your physical self. Would it be okay if Olive did an insight check from the top of her head to the bottom of her feet, doing a quick, like, you know how Sherlock Holmes is like, oh, there's a, a white dropping on your shoe that says that you were here last Tuesday and... Yeah, yeah. I just want to make sure everything vibes. Just making sure it's all consistent. Okay. <laughs> um, however, if you want to look for specific, like, physical, like, signs, like, um, evidence of stuff like Sherlock Holmes, then I would probably ask an investigation role rather than insight. Hmm. Maybe I won't go that tack then. <laughs> I have a plus six to insight <laughs> and a plus zero to investigation. I'm going to look deep into her eyes and I'm going to see if her eyebrows are twitching and I'm going to see if she is... I don't know how insight works. Is she smiling properly? <laughs> Does her smile reach her eyes? There we go. I'd prefer to do insight. I'll skip the clues. Leave that for maybe Dr. Crud or Nesgrex or someone else. You, you're welcome, you are welcome to do investigation. Someone should. I'm just going to, I'm going to like look deep uh -huh. in. Oh my gosh. I look deep into her eyes with a 20 on the dice. Plus six. Oh yeah. You don't know why, but you feel like you can like innately trust this person. Like specifically you all, if you don't know exactly why you think you can uh, trust her, but you look at um, the figure and feel relaxed, like um, almost like um, you've almost like you've you already know this person. You know, like when you've um, you meet someone for the first time and it feels like you've known them like your entire life. It's like that, and you're like, Hon honestly, yeah, this person is like right you know right up to this level they they you know they know what they're doing um it's not like other other um uh professionals in this vein you've come across who have turned out to be completely rubbish at their own job <laughs> this ain't no parcel thwait okay I got this ain't it. no possible that's what we're trying to say <laughs> My shoulders decrease. I had been hunching them at, out of stress from this unfamiliar situation. And I like lean back and I put a little bit of my weight on my tail and I relax like a deep breath. I'm going to go through with this. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. This is um. so um, what what we traditionally do um, is we have a sit down, have a quick chat uh, just beforehand, just to make sure everyone's comfortable with what's going on. This is, um, you know, this is a, this is a place for uh, truth and finding yourself. So the important thing is to be open and honest um, about uh, your uh, the answers to the the questions. Obviously, if you're not comfortable answering, then that's absolutely fine. We don't have to um, probe into certain areas if you would wish otherwise, but. The important thing is for everyone just to be completely open as uh, much as they are willing to be. I, I raise my hand. Yes. Question at the back. Um, just in the spirit of uh, openness and un honesty, I, I sort of feel like if we're going to do um, a cheese trip <laughs> with you as our guide, 
um, I, I'd feel a lot more comfortable if, um, A, we knew your actual name, because it can't be Cheese Witch, and B, if um, we could just see your your face. You've had your hood up this whole time, and I, I feel like I, I'd really like to just sort of see your face before we sort of put a lot of trust into you. Oh, oh, yes, of course. Sorry, you know, uh, we, we've been over here so long, I just, um, I'm, I'm used to keeping my, my hood up, as it were. I'm not sure if that's an actual expression anymore. It used to be. It's not. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I like it, though. Oh, you, you're welcome to use it. It's, um, it's a fairly commonplace over here some time ago, but, uh, <laughs> you, know, you know, these things fall out of favour. You're not from around here, are you? Your accent is rather rather different. No, no, I'm, uh, I'm from uh, Draws, you know. It, it's the country, or the Guaso, actually, I guess is the I, I was going to country. say, Drauz, that's, that's, that's the planet name, right? Last yes, time I yes. checked. I'm, I'm from this planet. Okay. But yes, Guaso, why do I know that name? Hmm. Why do you know Guaso? Sounds familiar, yes. Well, it's sort of like, hmm. uh, you know, it's a cool country. It's got a lot of cool things. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, a lot of... Uh, see, it, it's my world, you know, it's like, it's where I grew up, so I don't know. I, I it, it, everyone I've ever known is, you know, sort of been really from that, except for one guy. Anyway, yeah, it, it, it's it's cool. okay. It's okay. I, I, I'll think about where I know it from. But um, but, but yes, let, let, let me t- let let me take my hood off. Sorry about that. It was a bad bad skin day, as it were. I feel you there. <laughs> uh, so she takes her hood off. And um, this is a fairly aged, well, as much as um, uh, Nesgrax and Crud can tell, but Olive, you can tell this is a fairly aged uh, crocodile person. Ooh. It's funny how we didn't see your whole mouth just sticking out of the hood. <laughs> Darling, I'm a witch, okay? Like, if I want the shadow to go over the, the, the snoot, the shadow will go over the snoot. Oh, that's cool. Cool. Okay. Yeah. So it's, it's a magic hood, you see. See, let, let me pull oh, it up. Oh, weird. He pulls the hood up and, oh. the, and the shadow goes over the snoot. <laughs> wow. You don't get, like, people walking into your mouth, like, <laughs> accidentally. Cause... Do, you get, do you get people walking into your, your nose? I mean, yeah. I mean, if it were invisible, <laughs> I, I could see that happening in a crowded place. Yeah. People trip over mine all the time. <laughs> I mean, I mean, forgive me, but th- this is not exactly the the most clouded of places right now, is it? No, no, no. I get it. It's fine. Yeah. Sorry, I was curious. Out of the four of us, literally, no one has a flat, you know, like, human-like profile. That's kind of funny. <sighs> okay. Uh, so, what was your name? I didn't catch that. Oh. Um. Well. Um. The 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 person controlling me actually did not think of one. You're stuck with cheese witch. <laughs> so if you will give me um, a couple of minutes, then I will figure one out. <laughs> yeah. I will start writing sounds now. <laughs> You're going to start writing sounds. <laughs> well, while you figure out what your name's going to be, uh, I-, I had one question. Is this going to be safe for children? Hmm. See, I'm a mommy. Oh, oh, yes. So I see. Um. 
Well, the fumes um, are, you know, they're, they're, they're safe, they're non-toxic. So uh, your baby would be perfectly safe in here. However, um, we, she, she, or well, I don't want to assume. Yeah. Okay. Um, this is Jenny. Jenny. Oh, that's a lovely name. No, um, Jenny will not be part of the magic just because um, a child's mind is very much a, a maelstrom of confusion and like raw emotions. So if you try to look into a child's mind, then it could be very confusing to us all. And some of us might lose our minds. So we'll we'll stay out of little Jenny's mind. But uh, she's more than welcome well, to... Um, if you're okay with um, leaving her with little the little cheese goblin here, um, he, he'll stay in the room. He'll just no. hold her for a bit. Absolutely not. Peanut boy is not touching my, my daughter. Okay, that's fair enough. Um, I'm sure we'll be able to find like um, a, a cot or a crib or something for her if uh, if you'd prefer. All right, but yeah, he he ain't going he ain't going near her. Okay. Did did you hear that? Um, could you could you go fetch a um, a crib? I think we've got one in um, what uh, Barnaby's old um, old tent, and then she's going. Yes, okay. Yeah. Sprints out of the tent. Um, Crad, if if you're really feeling sort of uh, weird about. About this, I, I can conjure up a, a faithful hound who will guard Jenny until you know we sort of come down from our trip. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's good too. And I also got my auto dock, and he he can orbit around and uh, keep an eye as well. So yeah, let's do the hound and the auto dock, and you know tell that peanut goblin to get the <laughs> hell out. Cool. Okay, here it goes. I. uh I cast Faithful Hound, so that I conjure a, a phantom watchdog uh, that uh, it remains for uh, eight hours uh, until I dismiss it as an action or until I move 100 feet away from it. It's invisible to all creatures except me and can't be harmed. And when a small or large creature comes within 30 feet of it, um, without first speaking the password that I specify... Uh, then the hound starts barking loudly. It sees invisible creatures and can see into the ethereal plane. It ignores illusions. And at the start of each of my turns, the hound attempts to bite one creature within five feet of it that is hostile to me. Uh, the attack bonus is equal to my spellcasting ability modifier plus my proficiency bonus. On a hit, it deals 4d8 piercing damage. So I've just conjured an invisible dog. <laughs> Which, and Dr. Crud reaches into his black bag, takes out a little little drone that he unfolds, and it just starts flying up into the air. You hear the propellers go, and it just starts orbiting the tent. Cool. 48, that's as strong as I am. <laughs> it's, a, it's a pretty cool dog. Um, I'm going to name him Dan. My last dog was named Stan, so th this is going to be Dan. Uh, what sort of I'm dog gonna, is Dan? Uh Dan is, uh, he's a lot like my other dog. He's a, he's a black mastiff. Uh, he's pretty big and mean looking, but only I can see him. Okay, not, not like a sausage dog. No, he's not. Yeah, he's, he's a scary dog, but invisible. So, yeah. Okay, and I, I take it you share this, uh, password with the others. Yes. Like, yes. So, uh, the password is, uh, raisin mix, and uh, I tell it to everyone. Raisin mix, everyone. Just say raisin mix. Raisin, raisin mix. mix. 
Don't bite me, please. <laughs> Raisin mix. Um, it's at this point the cheese goblin runs back into the tent and the dog starts barking. Cheese <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 goblin, say raisin mix. Say <laughs> raisin mix. Raisin mix. Very good. Well, now we got to change the password. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the point was to keep the little peanut offerer away from the baby, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, I see. Well, no, don't worry. Uh, Stan will still... Uh, sorry, not... Sorry, Dan. Uh, Dan will still protect the baby from Cheese Goblin. This just makes it so that your baby doesn't have to listen to dog barking incessantly for the duration of our trip. It's okay. I've got a lot of washing up to do. Cool. Thanks, Cheese. Got got a lot of scrubbing cheese off things. I can imagine. Yeah, it's not water-soluble. Yep. No, no. Take... Yeah, so, so sometimes the, it just hardens and um, it's really difficult to, to scrub off. So, This poor guy. Have you tried Jeez. rubbing slime from the swamp on it? It's a really good universal solvent. And I'm like showing you, got my hands in a puddle getting some green algae out. I'm like, see, you rub this on things. <laughs> <laughs> and the fats and oils from the algae dissolve the cheese. <laughs> You see, Cheese Goblin, you're surrounded by cleaning solution. <laughs> she gave the universal solvent to the universal donor. <laughs> Olive, you have blown this poor little goblin's mind. <laughs> I have no idea if that's true or not. I just really, Why not? I think it's funny to rub slime onto cheesy dishes. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine that works. <laughs> it probably doesn't. But like, can you imagine the cheddar goblin? How long is it going to take the cheddar goblin to figure it out? Like days. Maybe never. They're going to try. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, Cheese Witch, yeah, you were about to tell us your your name. Oh, yes, and um, thank you for asking. You're definitely going to regret asking me that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Because my name is Bree. Oh, Oh. that's cute. I like it. You. Nice one. So there, I do have a name. (laughs) And it's also a cheese pun. So, ha! It's wonderful. Bree (laughs) Bree Wensleydale. Are are we going to regret it because you're going to try to kill us later because we know it now? Oh, no, no, no. That was just a meta thing. Don't worry about it. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, it just sounded like, you know my name, now I have to kill you. you oh, know. no, 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 no. Don't worry about that. I was just talking to a different plane of existence. <laughs> but I think it's wonderful. That's a great name. Oh, thank you. Um, Your name's very nice, too. It was Olive, wasn't it? Cheese and Olive. Oh, yeah, yeah. We could make our own charcuterie platter. <laughs> oh, oh yes. So, um, uh, we we have, there's no, no one I know that's called well. We used to have someone called salami. A funny story. Um, they used to be the the um, the, the 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 lion tame around here. And well, the less said about that, the better. We only had the one uh, one show. <laughs> they weren't oh, a very good geez. lion tame. But it's eight. okay. And let's face it, if you call yourself Salami the Lion Tamer, you're asking for trouble. I really don't blame the lion. I mean, it's del- Salami is amazing. No, no. I mean, so. they, they didn't help themselves, if I'm honest. Um, they did decide to make their entire outfit out of bacon. I think That'll it was like, do it, yeah. I think they were trying to show off or something, but um, 
as you can imagine, it did not go well. <laughs> it sounds like a lot of employee death you got going on here. Oh no, no, it was just it was just the one. But what about the family of cheese goblins? <laughs> <laughs> I heard that Solani was coming back. <laughs> nice. That sounds like a reference, but I've been here for the last couple of years, and uh, we we, do, we don't get the, the the papers. Absolutely, reference. Greetings, adventurers. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Like DM gets the reference. Yay! So 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 um into the character. Okay, um, Claude, sorry, um, you 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 also had a question, right? It was about the uh, baby murder, death, lots of death. No, I think we covered it all. Oh, okay, lovely. Well, it was no, just just the one death, and let's let's face it, that you know that 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 guy was a bit of a uh, looks looks towards the uh, looks towards Jenningo, bit of a a a, a, a body face. Huh? Whoa! It was not very nice. Uh. Those are harsh words. Is that why the carnival closed down? <sighs> no, no, that was a. No, that no, that that was a, a an, another reason. No. Um. So was this before or after you murdered the goblins family? Whoa, crud! Jeez, man. <laughs> I I know you're saying that in jest, so I'm not offended. But 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 but, but, but no 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 murder here. It's fine. And I know I know that's what a murderer would say because. <laughs> But uh, seriously, Pri, the why did this place shut down? It seems odd. It's, it's a it's a bit of a sad story, if I'm honest. Um, I I used to um, run this place with my partner, and um, we had a, a daughter quite a long ago, and um, you know um, she uh, she you know didn't like the life. She disapproved, and she ran off to some distant corner of the land and we never heard from her again unfortunately um then then some years back my partner died and he just uh, lost the <sighs> I, I i started to forget what um you know what this was all about and uh, i ke- i kept the carnival going for as long as i could but um you know it eventually just um stopped drawing in the crowds uh, you know the the rest of the acts left. Um, eventually, before I knew it, it was just me and the me and the cheese goblin, and and I just couldn't say goodbye to it. Oh, it's, I'm sorry to hear that, Bree. That sounds awful. I I know what it's like to lose a loved one. Um, I won't go into it, but I'll just say ghost husband. That's all I'm gonna say. Oh, is is that why you're a necromancer? Yeah, sort of. I, I sort of felt like I, I was choosing a major, and since I was married to a ghost, I sort of figured like I had experience in that, and you know that would make a really good thesis. So, yeah, I went with uh, necromancy. Oh, but no, okay. he's he's he's. I, I helped him move on. He's fine. He's you know he's he's moved on, and I've moved on. We're all much happier. <laughs> oh, Nesgrax, I comfort you. And then to Bree, I ask, what was your daughter's name? Maybe I've encountered her. I've met a lot of other lizard folk. I mean, maybe you have, um, but uh, um, 
And I'd, I'd rather not go into it right now. It's still a still a difficult thing to talk about. Okay, and then the player is just going to say for the record that Olive's mom's name is Fern, and then we'll keep going. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Checking wiki. <laughs> yeah. But um, other, otherwise, if that's that's all the um, questions, everyone take a seat, um, um, and we we can start off with the 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 the. I, I don't want to call it an interview because interviews sound too formal. Let's just have a let's just have a have a quick chat about um, um, chat about everything, just to make sure everything that make sure we pick out the right cheeses, as it were. Okay. Sorry, that's yeah. that's not a saying either. It's it's part of the process. There's a, a cupboard over there that is full of different types of cheeses, and depending on uh, your answers, you take a certain type of cheese and drop it into the pot, and that um, um, resonates with your um, you know um, your spirit, your your soul, um, and helps you go into the the cheese dream state. Okay, let's fun do this. <laughs> I like your attitude. Dr. Crud will uh, deposit Jenny in the, the little crib and tell her, while everybody's unconscious, do not bite anybody unless it looks like they're going to hurt daddy or mommy. Okay? Uh, yeah, same for you, Dan. And he sits down. Uh, <laughs> Je- Jenny and Dan nod in unison. They're like, <laughs> okay, so everyone take a seat and we can just... Um, it, it's quite a quick, quite a quick questions, couple of questions. Hopefully I've gotten written down here somewhere. Yes, I do. They're right here. Sorry, you're on a different piece of paper. You're you're more like Postlethwaite every passing second. <laughs> Papers no. everywhere. No, this is just DM mixing up notes. <laughs> I wouldn't worry about it. I'm a little worried if it's the DM who's like Postlethwaite. <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay. Okay, so... um. Just to start things off, as I've mentioned, this is a place for truth and finding yourself. So um, I'm just going to act activate this um, little spell called um, Zone of Truth. Hopefully everyone's okay with it, just to keep everyone... Um, you are always welcome to um, not answer or um, say you're not comfortable answering that because, once again, that is the truth. Um so it's just to keep everyone, um, you know, open and honest, and uh, you'll you'll find uh, maybe new things to appreciate about each other as we go. Okay, yeah, sounds good. So a little bit maybe intrusive, but yeah, no, fine, that's cool. I'm in. Olive does not resist the zone of truth. Doctor Crud nods. Okay, uh, admittedly, like as the DM. I don't think you 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 like your characters would necessarily tr- try and trick the system and lie about it, but you know it's just world building. Because I Ooh. I know like maybe if you were playing some other characters, they would try and try and trick the system and go, I'm gonna lie about all this, but <laughs> I wouldn't worry about it with you, you wonderful peeps. Oh, so normally the first question would be, you know, just. Tell, tell me your name. But we've been through that already, and I'm uh, perfectly happy with that. We've got a Nesgrax, we've got a Cruds, and we've got Olive. So that's... Doctor. Doctor. I'm so sorry. You know, you... you MD. Were, 
<laughs> you, you worked hard for that title, okay? You're, you've earned it. Thank you. So, now, what I want uh, everyone to do is just go around the, the fire and uh, just share um, a hope of theirs, like, for for their either for their life or, um, you know, something for to happen for them and also one fear. So something you're afraid of either happening to you or someone you care about or, you know, you know, that kind of, um, you know, hope, hope and a fear that sort of that sort of jam. Oh, wow. OK. Uh, yeah, I I hope that I can find uh, love again. Um I, before meeting my husband, Arpad, I, I was a single man for so long. I slept around. I, I felt like he grounded me. But I, I want that again. What I'm afraid of is... Um, I think I'm afraid of, of uh, never seeing my family again. Never re- being able to return home. I've made a sacrifice. I don't know if I can get it back. Thank you for sharing, Nesgrax. Um Crud, would you like to go next? Sure. Uh, well, my hope is that uh, my little Jenny over there, that she grows up to be big and strong and the best pseudo dragon she can ever be. And my fear is that, well, the world ends. Oh. <laughs> Normally I would be like, that's so irrational, but then I would be like, that's like all the D&D plots. So. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That is quite a big fear. I think I think we all feel that sometimes, don't we? Um, Olive. Yeah, especially when the gods get pissed. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Uh, Olive. So, Olive hopes that all of her nieces and nephews, because she has quite a lot of siblings, and they have quite a lot of children. So, uh, for context, lizard folk only live to be like 60 years maximum. So at 23 years old, a lot of her siblings have already reproduced. So she's got lots of, like, niece-nephew day, like, where she, like, sets out a tent and they all get to go camping for a weekend and the parents are like, oh, we love this. Thank you for taking them out of our hair. And she's just the best aunt. So she hopes that they all grow up happily and have a great childhood. Some of them are getting to be, you know, already living on their own. She's sort of the last of her siblings to find someone. And her fear is that she won't be able to improve herself to be happy enough with herself to find someone else. Because what's keeping her from having a family of her own is that she <laughs> she overeats. <laughs> she doesn't really exercise. Starting to be a monk has changed that, you know. And she, so she's actively working to overcome her fear to make herself love herself enough to be able to be with someone else. Right now, she doesn't really like herself, although she has lost five pounds. So she is no longer 240 <laughs> pounds. She is now 235 pounds. So it's it's a good trend. But she she feels the weakening of the bonds with her siblings as they have their own families. And she wonders if she'll be worthy of a bond like that of her own. Oh, also, uh, update on the relationship with Michael. The paladin is not interested in her anymore. <laughs> so, Oh. Yeah. That was nice while it lasted. <laughs> All right, Olive. Thank, thank you for sharing. That was quite in depth. Uh, 
Yeah. I could just, oh, I just picture them going out on a date and then she eats like the spaghetti, but not like Lady in the Tramp style. More like there's a lot of sauce going lots of places style, <laughs> like all over all of the 82 teeth or whatever, how many teeth she has. <laughs> and he was just like, yeah, so it was nice seeing you. <laughs> and then he like leaves. <laughs> ah. Sorry, I'm done. <laughs> Okay, um, the, the next part of it um, is because a lot of um, like ongoing issues into adulthood are born in childhood and you develop these um, negative, um, if they're behavioral things, you develop negative uh, behavior problems there and you, um, that's how you, that's as you develop as a person. So I would like everyone just to quickly tell me about um, what things were like um, in your personal childhoods, um, any things you um, struggled with, any things you uh, perhaps look back on and think maybe they weren't, um, you know, necessarily the best of times. Mm. Yeah, I had a, uh, I would, I would call it a, a little bit of a lonely childhood. I had an older brother, uh, but we didn't get along very well, and uh, I was always a little bit of a runt of the litter. So I was never really involved in any sort of team sporting activities or anything like that. I just spent a lot of time playing dragon chess on my own. And um, I, re I remember um, when my grandmother uh, passed on and uh, she had suffered from uh, a form of dementia for a few years. And I... I realized at one point that um we don't we don't get to keep anything in this life. Everything can be taken away from you, no matter what, no matter how much it identifies you or how precious you think it is, it can go in a second. And so from that point on I just learned to just enjoy the moment and uh not worry so much about the future. And I think it made me a little bit of an irresponsible person for a long time. Hmm, that's 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 very really interesting because um, at least the the way I'm hearing it, you've got a, a bit of a dichotomy between um, your um, your kind of uh, wish to go out and enjoy life and like seize the moment, but you also um, seem to have maybe some abandonment issues and not being accepted by especially your own family. So if you're thinking about, um, you know, with your grandmother, for example, you know, the, the idea that, um, you know, you can lose like anything at any moment, if you're not accepted by your family, then either if like somehow you get lost somewhere along the way, or, or maybe they get lost, um, somewhere along the way that, um, maybe their last memory of you or yours of them will be, you know, not necessarily a good one. So maybe that's one of the reasons you've um, clung onto this so hard is because, you know, you don't want to, you know, lose any uh, connection with them. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, I want I want to maintain that connection. I want them to uh, have, have uh, an image of me, uh, a memory, uh, something. Yeah. Thank you, thank you for sharing this, Grax. I know that's not necessarily a, an easy thing to to admit. 
uh, especially one's own shortcomings, but uh, you are very much appreciated. Oh, thank you, Bree. Um, who, who, who would uh, mind going next? I, I can go next. That's that's not a problem. Uh, my childhood was... Uh, I don't remember much of it. Something traumatic ha- happened before my adoption, and that's uh, it's all just blocked out. But uh, so my my first memories are after my right after my adoption to Daddy Crud and Daddy Amonist and that uh, then it was just you know it was it was awesome. I mean, what else can I say about it? that? Was just a, the best time ever. I mean, I was thirteen when that happened, but well, I'm I'm first of all I'm glad you've enjoyed the things you can remember, but often. You know, with repressed memories, there are obviously, as you say, something must have happened, whether that was a physical, um, like a, blow, a strong blow to the head, um, or maybe you've just experienced something so traumatic that uh, you've decided to block it out. But um, but for for whatever reason, someday, someday you may come across that reason. Um, so I will just... Um, leave you with the idea that it may be um, a, a good idea to start to f- maybe think about what that might have been maybe start some in- like maybe some investigations into your own past uh, because uh, because you, you don't want to be surprised by that sort of thing it's much better to go seeking it out yourself uh, well I, I could see your point there I just don't know because I don't want to find out what it is and then it just changes me completely well Crowds, only you can tell anyone who you are. Doctor. Doctor Crowds. <laughs> and you do tell everyone who you are. You, you've just managed to prove my point. Only you can tell people who you are. So as long as you're confident enough in your own identity, then I don't think any like dug up fact from the past can change who you are. Um, thank you for sharing. Um, Olive, um, we're, we're up to you again. Hmm. Well, um, I have 14 siblings, so when you have enough people for a baseball team, you're basically always on a baseball team, so that was our childhood. We would, you know, play kickball and, you know, a big group of kids laughing, probably too loudly, but it was fun for us. You know, that's that's what my childhood was. And then upon graduating high school and starting to work for Target, Living on my own for the first time was a bit too quiet, so I have two roommates, Marlo and Remy, because it's just, the contrast with my childhood is just so extreme, or how quiet it is now. It's too quiet. Oh, did you want us to speak? (laughs) Please, fill the void. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it it is a difficult one um, growing up with, because, you know, similar to you, I grew up with a lot of... um, brothers and sisters and um, it could often be difficult um, getting that attention from your parents um, obviously you know with a lot of children to go around it's uh, difficult to carve your own identity and be confident enough in yourself when you're surrounded by a lot of other people um, especially ones that like achieve more or um, maybe go on and have families before you do it's very easy to compare yourself to them, but you don't need to, you know, their level of success is not a bearing on your own. The only person you need to 
compare yourself to is the person you used to be. That's very wise, Bree. So as long as, as long as you think that the person who you used to be would look at present day you and think you're doing a good job, then you're doing a good job. Words of wisdom from the cheese witch. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Well, thank you everybody for sharing. Um, I think at the moment we've got, um, I've got a good idea of the, the cheeses, which we, we can uh, uh, dig right into your psyches. Um, and she gets up, um, wanders over to the, the cheese cabinet, uh, braces herself a little bit because there's a lot of different types of cheese in there and they all smell quite bad <laughs> by this point. Um, she opens the cabinet, um, kind of starts muttering to herself and goes, Okay, where is it? It's over here, this one. Ah, yes, here's one for, for Nesgrax. It's um, it's a um, Port Royal Blue. It's not a real cheese, I'm just Ooh. making these up. Um, it's, oh, okay. um, it, um, it's, it's rather tough on the outside, but very soft on the inside. Um, this one is for Crud. This is... Um, Doctor... <laughs> sorry, sorry. This is a this. Uh, interestingly enough, this one is a favor with a medical uh, profession. This is a um, this is this is an amazingly an, um, antibiotic cheese. Uh, this is a very strong um, Peru um, Pentokian uh, green cheese. It's very very strong. So try not to sniff too much of it at once. And then olive. I think we will. Go with a um, ah yes, there's a it's a rather um, interesting little um, uh, I'm, I'm trying to get out of the Irish place names now. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is a rather interesting uh, Bally Ballyhoo cream cheese, actually. Um, it uh, pretty much goes with everything. So the idea is that I will um, drop these cheeses into the fondue pots and um, say some magic words, and the fumes will engulf um, us, and we will be um, sent into each one of your psyches in turn to, um, well, go on some little brain adventures, as it were. It should be quite a lot of fun. Um, at a guess, I would say maybe with the three of you, um, it'll last maybe a an hour and a half or two hours, so hopefully we'll have time to venture into everyone's by the time uh, the cheese fumes um, dissipate. Cool. All right. Um, yeah. So, let's. So we don't get to eat it. Oh no. Well, no. Um. I mean, once we're finished, we're we're more than welcome. We've got the the charcuterie board here. Um. We'll be able to uh, eat as much cheese as um as you like. I think we even have some crackers somewhere. Well, that's delightful. Okay. <laughs> so she wanders up um, to the fire and drops um, the three cheeses in as they go, and she begins murmuring over the 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 fondue pot as she stirs the the mixture, and um, the the cheese fumes start to waft upwards in a very magical pattern. It's kind of like a mushroom cloud, but then it starts to spread throughout the tent and all three of you start to feel this um <laughs> cheesy aroma kind of entering your nose and almost filling your brain with um a, a dairy dairy uh fugue ah <laughs> uh, yes ah yes the famous <laughs> dairy, dairy fugue, fugue. 
Yeah. <laughs> the dairy fugue state, yeah. I know it well. Yeah. We've all been there. Too much cheese is what we're saying. And as um, you start to sniff um, the fumes, your body starts to become relaxed. Um, you don't fall backwards. You just stay perfectly still, sat where you are. Um, you're not paralyzed, but it's just much more of a meditative state. And honestly, I'm I'm surprised I managed to get through saying meditative in one go. Like, <laughs> I'm impressed with myself. Um, you're all just sat where you are as your consciousness... See, I didn't manage that one. As your <laughs> consciousnesses seem to merge and transport themselves to another plane entirely. And that's what we'll call it for the first half, so... Uh, congratulations for making it this far, everyone. Um, we were joined for this half of the Fire Breathing Kittens podcast by Olive. Bye. Nezgrax. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Rame Rame. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Oh no, he's speaking Hello. in tongues again. Someone help. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I'm and... busy going and getting the cheese out of my fridge because like... <laughs> <laughs> You're feeling hungry. For some reason. <laughs> and Doctor, Doctor, I'm saying it, I got it this time around. Doctor Crud the Third. <laughs> well, so far we have a dead lion tamer, her her brother, her family member, and a family of cheese goblins. And they're saying that they don't have a lot of deaths. Well, it was just one mm-hmm. cheese goblin. So this what's called what's called backstory. Uh But but yeah, we are going to take a quick break. But in these intervening minutes, listeners, um, just have have a think amongst yourselves. Is there someone that you think would enjoy this podcast? If so, feel free to message them now. You've got time. Honestly, you know, pause this, text them now and just go, hey, I've, you know, come across this real cool podcast. It's all about cheese witches. It's amazing. (laughs) You should listen to it. However, we understand that not all of you are the texting sort. You you know, it's quite difficult to initiate a conversation right off the top of the bat. But there is a way to help us without having to contact other people. That's right. You can also leave a review on the podcast app of your choice. It's amazing. You don't you can help us and not have to contact anyone <laughs> that you know. It's brilliant. It's the introverts. <laughs> oh yeah, it's amazing for introverts. It takes like you know ten seconds to do, and it helps us an enormous amount. So go do that, and we'll be back very shortly. We hope that you're enjoying this episode of the Fire Breathing Kittens podcast. Please leave us a review on iTunes.com. You can subscribe to receive new episodes through your podcast player or by visiting firebreathingkittenspodcast.com or finding us on YouTube. Can you think of someone who might enjoy this podcast? Please share it with them. We don't pay to advertise this show, so the only way we can grow is through the support of listeners like you. Thank you. You can find more adventures on Amazon.com in the bookstore, Fire Breathing Kittens, all one word, podcast. That's right, you can curl up with a good book based on one of our podcast episodes. The authors do a really great job of adapting them into fun novels. We also have official merchandise on Redbubble.com.
Yes, that's right. You really can own a notepad with the fire-breathing kitten logo on the front. Or one of your favorite characters. Welcome back to the Fire-Breathing Kittens podcast. I hope you took our advice. Those reviews are really nice to read. Sorry, Olive just took just took a drink. Bad timing. Bad timing. <laughs> Speaking of which, we are once again joined by Olive, the, the bad timed drinker. Hello. <laughs> Nesgrax is also here. Yo, what up? Oh dear, you trying something new? Yeah, I <laughs> finding myself. I'm trying new things. Howdy, y'all. Oh. <laughs> hey, that's my line. That's good. I was doing crud. Yeah, speaking of crud, <laughs> well, crud, comma, Dr. Crud the third is here as well. Hey, I got around it. I got around it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Boots. Uh, I, I hope everybody enjoyed their, uh, their, their cheese on their break, because I know we sure did. Yeah, a little yeah. behind the scenes. Pretty much everyone had some form of cheese. In the break. <laughs> so I hope you did too. Yeah, we did. <laughs> anyway, uh, would everyone just roll me a quick D20 for the the privilege, let's say, of telling the audience what happened in the first cheese-filled half? 16. 17. I got a nat 20. All right. Well, Bafferson. Why, why, did, why does it seem like every, every time we ever do like a rolling thing, someone always gets a 20? <laughs> yeah. You're lucky? Yeah. Yeah, we'll call it. <laughs> All right, Crud, up, up to you. You can I, choose. I could, I, could, I could send a picture if you want. No, I, tr- I trust you. I trust you. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I'm going to choose the cheese goblin. <laughs> oh. Are you sure? <laughs> Good one. Yeah. <laughs> he's not being so he's not going to ramble but we gotta okay. hear that voice <laughs> okay so I was at the, 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 the circus and I was just hanging out up some washing and then um, some people walked in and I said hello and one of them scared me because I offered him peanuts and then um, um <laughs> then the, the mistress cheese witch came out and said hello and I hid and then they went into a tent, and I went to go get a crypt, and this, like, like invisible, like, dog started barking at me, and then I got scared again and went to go do some washing up. And what the audience can't see is the way he got into character was just awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, 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 <laughs> yeah. I, I crunched my de- neck <laughs> really down and go... Oh. He physically inhabited the character. <laughs> yep. Neck ne- went podcast. down and back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The, the, his front teeth yeah, jutted yeah. out. My, my ears yeah. grew. And his yeah. eyes got Eyes big. got big. My ears grew. Uh, I think my entire... Uh, my my legs, like, shifted up about two feet into my body. Yeah. But his yeah, arms it was stayed really the same weird. length, which is really weird. They were meant to shrink as well, but I think they got... Um, I don't know. Something went weird. But yeah, a little DM tip for uh, any of you budding DMs out there. Um, easy way to get into character is a physical uh, attribute. So if you just, like, shift your neck up, then it helps. If you um, Usually I um, go for facial expressions as well. That always helps. Um, but, yeah. yeah, just a little uh, peek behind the curtain. Anyway, 
Um, you've heard what the cheese goblin has to say. <laughs> Would you like any other characters to tell you what happened beyond the ramblings of a little goblin? No, I think we're good. You covered okay, it, cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, the short answer is everyone's basically in a cheese-based therapy session right now. <laughs> yes. So um, diving right in. So, you know, in front of uh, like short films, you've got a little... A small little title sequence, like a like in maybe a silent film, is just like um, the title is like the amazing tale of Barnaby uh, Bellhop, you know that sort of thing. You know, in this in this situation, we've got yeah. that as well, just for some imaginative uh, theatre of the mind stuff. So this one says, "The boy who wet his pants." <laughs> <laughs> so the fog of the cheese fugue um, starts to dissipate around you as you all find yourself in this time a very functional amusement park. It's uh, very very nice. There's a, um, a nice uh, faux castle just uh, in the distance. There are food stands all around you. Um, there are games of skill. So there's a um, uh, a setup of like an archery target where you can uh, shoot ducks but the sights on the bow are really crooked, so no one ever wins. Um, there's a game where you have to uh, throw a ball through a hoop, but once again, the hoop is way too small for the ball, so no one ever wins. You know the sorts of things uh, that happen at these uh, fairgrounds. Mm -hmm. And we come across our three adventurers, who in this case are all their own selves, but as they were as children. Let's say about... Nine, nine, <laughs> ten years old. Yay! Yeah, about nine, nine or ten. Nice, Georgian. You're all hanging out. You're, um, you're there from a, a school field trip, like an end end of year uh, treat because you've all been so good. Um, you know, crud. You're not currently a doctor, so it's okay for me to say. The future <laughs> doctor crud um, has gotten perfect marks in all his tests. That's why he's here. Olive has uh, been so well behaved that she's earned a spot on this field trip, and Nesgrax's father has uh, paid for him to come separately. <laughs> uh, knew that was coming. So you're all wandering around the place, um, seeing what there is. You're having um, some like cotton candy or popcorn, or um, in in the UK at least they do some very good like uh, fairground like um, deep fried donuts which are really good but really unhealthy so don't eat too many of those mm. um, but yeah although as you're walking along crud you feel this um, this feeling down in the pit of your stomach that something's about to go horribly horribly wrong so would you make me a quick constitution saving throw okay uh, so Quick question, since we are 10 years old now, does that affect our stats in any way? Um, we'll come across that, we'll, you know, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. We're crossing that bridge because <laughs> I had to make a roll. Oh, that is one excellent <laughs> point. Uh, nah, be fine. Okay, well, it doesn't matter because I rolled a okay. six. <laughs> uh, Crud, as you're walking along with your two friends, um, you feel... Uh, an uncomfortable urge down in the, your bladder area and as your friends uh, walk beside you they're, they're a little ahead of you um, you look down as you see um, a rather wet area starting to 
emerge, let's say, in your uh, pantaloons. Are you, are you still wearing blue jean, like jeans at this point? <laughs> oh, yeah. Your, yeah, it's always, it's always, always been, been jeans. jeans. Yeah. But it's not a, a button-down shirt, it's a T-shirt. Yeah, yeah. So you, you're starting to see a wet patch emerge from your jeans. Um, so your goal, Crud, now is to uh, find a new pair of trousers before anyone notices that you have, in, in fact, wet your pants. <laughs> okay, so we don't notice. Me and Olive don't notice. Not for the time being. Not yet. Not but, yet. But if you turn around, <laughs> if if he does nothing to... <laughs> okay. Then he will uh, have indeed been very much embarrassed on a school trip, and no one wants to be caught having wet pants on a on a school field trip. Mm. Yeah, that, that could be bad. Unless, you know, there there's a guy, a grown-up there that will pee his pants in front of everybody to make you feel better. <laughs> and make it cool. <laughs> yeah, exactly, to make it cool. <laughs> I mean, you're welcome to try that. That will be a very uh, so high I, I, DC. <laughs> very high. <laughs> I, I think what uh, doc, uh, future Dr. Crud will do is, uh, yeah, he's going to take off running. <sighs> Better to be lost than to be seen as the peed pants boy. <laughs> yeah, he, he's going to try to get lost to the crowd. Okay. To uh, attempt to find new pantaloons. Okay, so. Gina-loons? Peed-loons. Okay, so are you just trying to uh, effectively hide in, in the masses from your friends? Yes. Okay, so I'm going to want one stealth roll from future Dr. Crud and perception rolls from the other two. These are contested. So, Ooh. excited, Vase. <laughs> Dr. Crud is very excited. Ooh, nat 20. <laughs> did you both get a nat 20? Because you're doing happy dances. <laughs> I, got, I got a nat I 20 with a plus three. Uh, I got a plus two. Is this a bad time to say that I also got a natural 20? <laughs> <laughs> no way, really? I can Did send you, really? you a picture of a dice with a 20 on it, but I don't think Oh, I my will. God. Oh, sweet. That is so awesome, guys. That is awesome. Has that ever first... happened before in no, the history this of this the first game time. ever? Jeez. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. All right. Story yeah. tell that, DM. Ha. <laughs> I can do this. The wonderful world of improv. Let's go. All aboard. <laughs> Okay, Crud, you see your friends slightly ahead of you, so you think, oh, it's okay, I can go and hide, um, because so they won't see me. I'm going to just turn off into this crowd and, you know, get lost in amongst the bigger people. However, uh, you're still uh, a Loxodon, and even at nine or ten years old, you're still a solid, say, about five and a half feet tall. Whereas the other two... You do notice, because Crud spends a lot of time talking, that he is no longer there. So you turn around, go, where is he? And then you go, he's over there. But you do not see, because he's running away, you do not see his front. So you have, Crud, you have mm. successfully hidden your stained area, whereas the other two have spotted you as a person. However, you do start making your way through the crowd to try and um, find a new pair of trousers. And the other two, seeing as you have no idea what's happened, you've just seen your friend disappear into nowhere. And by the laws of the buddy system, you need to try and look after your friend because anything could happen, especially to an elephant at a fairground. Sure. 
<laughs> I'm just saying there's a there's a there's probably a reason he you know he's he's got a bit of a thing about being offered peanuts. <laughs> yeah, um, gotta find the you know don't get separated, hold hands and stay together. And I think Olive will hold Nesgrax's hand because as one of fourteen that has to happen, like one of fifteen kits. You know, like they're either on leashes or they're holding hands. There's no <laughs> way to like. I had my son on a leash when he was young. Yeah. Imagine having fifteen. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> it's like a dog walker with all the leashes. <laughs> anyway, so I think I'm less averse to that than like the player is. The player would never hold your hand because that's weird. But I think Olive would. So Olive's holding your hand and going after future Doctor Crud. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm going with. Okay, trying to. I'm not resisting the hand holding. <laughs> Contested strength roll. No, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, to try and tra- track your friend down, um, I will ask for, um, I would say, a group survival roll. So um, you, both of you roll a survival, just go for whichever is higher. I'm mixing systems here, but... Got a 10. Hey, yeah. it's your game, buddy. You do whatever you want. Yeah. Unless you roll the same thing again, which would be really handy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 14 overall. Okay, well, Olive, you were leading anyway, so... Um, you pull Nesgrax into the crowd and you rather ironically sniff out your friend. Um, the, the, it does seem to be a little bit... Um, you do get that tang of... You, you know what pee smells like. Everyone knows what pee smells like. You get a, a, a slight whiff of that particular odour, so you're starting to become a, a bit more suspicious about what's going on, especially as he's just disappeared for uh, <laughs> no apparent reason. But you don't have any proof yet. That's the important thing. Uh, Crud, you make your way out of the the crowd um, and you find yourself in front of this big uh, faux castle, which um, is usually used for like uh, circus acts, uh, like, you know, trippies, artists, or um, not any lion tamers. We don't have those anymore. Um, even in this place, <laughs> no more lion tamers. Um, like trapeze acts or uh, like fire breathers, which actually aren't that impressive in this universe because, let's face it, Nesgrax can do it, but he <laughs> never does. I I do sometimes. Do you? I've, I've never witnessed you breathe fire. I've done it. Really? Yes, you have. I mean, I like, feasibly, I must have done, but... Like... I, I breathed fire on a door in the museum. Oh, yeah, yeah, that one. I... Um, yeah, I do okay. remember that, yes. I breathed fire when we were at the top of Mount Hokkaido Yeah. to be cool. Yeah. Uh, I must have done it somewhere else. I can't remember. So what we're, what we're getting here is you do it for show. I do it mostly for it. show, yes. Wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sometimes I like to pretend I'm in the band Rammstein. <laughs> Do, do harvest. Yeah. <laughs> do fire breathe. <laughs> so the important bit of information is that uh, you've run right up to this big castle, which is used for all the, the showy aspects of the fairground. So you can try and find a pair of trousers in there if you like, or you would, you can you can do whatever you want. You know what a fairground's like. You can go go and explore, try and find a pair of trousers wherever you wish. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um yeah, Doctor Future Doctor Crud will 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 enter the tent 
the huge tent, and he, I'm sure there's costumes around there, so he's going to try to find a, uh, appropriately sized pair of trousers, or pantaloons, or genaloons, or whatever he can find. Maybe even, uh... Jorts. <laughs> jor- I was just about to say, maybe even jorts. Okay, um, there are a number of circus performers already in there getting changed, you know, they're getting the the clowns are getting their makeup done, they're putting on their, their funny hats, um, some of the uh, the gymnasts are um, getting their uh, their leotards sorted out. Um, they're kind of limbering up and practicing. So if you want to try and sneak yourself uh, a pair of trousers, um, you can go for either. I I it's probably not going to be great for you either way, but either a stealth check or a sleight of hand. Um, it is actually the exact same on both. Cool. So. That is going to be a 19. Okay. Yeah, so um, you managed to find a fairly nice pair of uh, trousers. They're um, a little high-waisted for you. They're not quite uh, up to your fashion standards. Um, They're red and white striped. They just go straight down the leg. They're fairly billowy uh, at the bottom, Uh, but they fit quite nicely. Um, However, uh, once you put them on, um, the... Ringmaster walks into uh, the backstage area where you currently are, starts uh, kind of clapping and going, all right, everyone, time to, it's showtime. Everyone, everyone move out. Any uh, points of you go, all right, uh, you, new guy, uh, you're on first. Um, yes, sir. It, uh, yeah, you're, um, you're, you're uh, warming up the crowd today. So uh, get out there, um, do, your, do that uh, peanut act I've heard so much about. <laughs> What the hell did you just say to me? <laughs> You're ten. You're ten and you just swore. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you know what, guy? I, I, I cannot take this. I, 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 I'm sorry. I, I quit. <laughs> and, I, and for <laughs> future Dr. Crud walks out. <laughs> well, what can I say? You know, the youth. Uh, no work ethic. <laughs> Uh, you hear shouting um, after you as you leave the the big top, um, but you um, walk out and find your uh, friends um, walking up to you. Um, he's now wearing a, a very garish pair of very balloony trousers. Hi, guys. Hey, crud. What's up with your trousers? Oh, my well, God. I dis- oh, my lips. My lisp is back. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I decided I was going to try out for the circus, but the, the ringmaster guy is a blatant racist. So uh, I decided to walk away. Good for you, crud. I'm going to try not to say any ethers. Oh, God. Um, I feel bad for both of my friends. Hey, guys, do you want to buy some cheese on a stick? Uh, yeah, yeah. Right after we cut these ropes on the on the tent, we can go get some cheese on a stick. <laughs> oh, you little vandal! <laughs> That's been proven in the future. Yes, yes. <laughs> I mean, I burned a house down, so I'm gonna untie one of these stakes with you. <laughs> and Doctor Crud got you to do that too. So yeah. Oh, I have my bite attack. Even if I'm ten, I still have a relatively strong bite attack. So I'm just going to bite through one of these ropes. Can I do that, DM? 
Yeah, of course. Um, how about you go start making some attack rolls? Uh, Crud, you can start making some uh, sleight of hand rolls to start untying stuff, or you can just, uh, if you want to, like brute force the pegs out of the ground. How many you want? Three. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Go for three. Um. Either way, you can. Yeah. Brute force them out, or just untie them. We'll see how many you get out. See whether the whole thing falls over. I got a net twenty. Uh, 60, 70, 18, and a 12. Nice. Olive, how are you looking? I probably missed with the first two with an 8. A natural one, which is some number added to it, but I just want to let you know it's a natural one. And then finally, a, I mean, if we're using current stats, I guess it would be a 23. Feels a bit weird to be a 10-year-old <laughs> uh, doing that, but... <laughs> Okay, Crud, with a cry of vengeance, because let's face it, you've been pretty insulted by the ringmaster. <laughs> you start tearing out um, the the um, the giant pegs that hold the the big top up, um, and all of you start biting through them. But you get like distracted by Crud's like sudden display of like athleticism, because usually he's quite a quite a chilled out guy. <laughs> well. Com- compared to how he is right yeah. now, anyway. You know, you know. that crud. <laughs> yeah, so he's not nice. usually attacking things. I mean, as his child's, child form, anyway. He's not. Yeah, crud, d- as as we know, doesn't usually attack things. So he's attack. He's attacking yeah. these tent bags yeah. with like some real pent up mm. frustration. And you you look at him and go, yeah, he he's not a pacifist yet. Ooh, there was a time before you were a pacifist. Mm. Yeah. Wow. With his with his character change from cleric to doctor, his background is combat medic. So he was actually in the army now. Oh. Ah. Not not now now. You will be. No, not now now. Now he's 10. He, he will ten. be. <laughs> <laughs> he will be in the future but then later in the past. Yeah, tense is a difficult right. thing. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you became a pacifist but, because of what you saw in combat. That's exactly mm. why. So you're just a normal vandal at this age. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. No, it, it's already been established that he goes to vandalism when he feels he's been slighted or wronged. Uh, yeah, okay. no, yeah, I get that. <laughs> so this might be his first act of vandalism, yeah. having been insulted, but, you know. Certainly not his last. <laughs> no. Either way, both um, child and adult brain olive is like shocked by what she sees uh with crud's display of violence against the inanimate objects and like starts to become distracted and actually accidentally bites down on one of the tent pegs and like you know when you accidentally bite a fork (laughs) and you've got that that horrible feeling oh it's like that but times about 10 because it's a giant (laughs) peg in the ground it's a really horrible feeling Great. So glad I'm vandalizing this with you. Hey, it's teamwork. (laughs) I think I'm, I bite through one rope successfully and I'm like, I'm done. We did it. And I walk over to you and I like, I guess I like kneel down to your face because you're like busy, occupied, ripping these poles out of the ground. And I'm like, okay, we did it. Yeah, we got four out of the six ones. There It'll come down. Uh, 
Olive is going to sneak back to one of these ropes and tie them back on so that everybody inside doesn't die. Why would they die? It's just cloth. Because tent collapses kill people. (laughs) Oh, boy. All right. I will say, because uh, Crud did roll rather nicely, that... Oh, no. It's not like the whole tent collapses because it is quite a large one and he is still like nine or ten. But one like small section does seem to start caving in a bit. So uh, at this point, you know, like um, like in a strong, um, maybe in a, in a strong wind, like if a tent pole breaks, it just seems to like start curving inwards a bit. You know, it goes a bit um, concave. It's it's like that. It's it's more of a like an inconvenience because it could be repaired, like just put back in a couple of minutes. But like it's more the the act of um, rebellion of like of crud that you feel uh, you you feel pleased about um so at at this point uh, you've you've um <laughs> you've uh, found a new pair of trousers you've successfully hidden the fact that you've peed your pants you've managed to stick it to the man the man being the ringmaster and you've managed to really build up some like um uh, continuous character backstory you 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 feel an inner sense of not quite peace but a a sense of like understanding within yourself as the the cheese fumes waft in front of all your visions again and which uh, then form into more words which now say rabbits don't lay eggs (laughs) (laughs) Very wise. And the scene comes back into focus again. So you know how last time you were all children versions of yourself? Mm-hmm. Yeah, now you're rabbits. Ooh. <laughs> oh, no, Olive eats rabbits. Oh, this is a problem. <laughs> well, you are one now. <laughs> oh. And this is, this is a portion of the podcast where we commit genocide. This is the Watership Down por- portion of the podcast, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, genocide's happening then. <laughs> I mean, hopefully not. You know, we we must as a species at all times try and avoid genocide, but... As a rabbit yeah. or as a crocodile? Either, either way, I think, you know, as <laughs> sentient beings, uh, genocide is a bit of a no-no. <laughs> either way, you are all now... Rabbity versions of yourself. You are um, in your Warren underground. Uh, Nesgrax rabbit. You are uh, s- stood in front of um, the head of the Warren father, Mulrear, um Scars rabbit. Is it Scars bunny? <laughs> is better. What do you think? Yeah, Scars bunny. bunny. Yeah, Mulrear Scars bunny yeah. uh, is standing in front of you, um, and you are stood um, in front of him. With a small chocolate egg um, in your paws, um, you have come to your father because up upon waking up today, you found that you had overnight laid a chocolate egg. <laughs> and you've come to him asking nice. his advice. <laughs> Do I eat it? <laughs> father. It's father. the Eastern Nesgrax. Look, look what I've made. I woke up this morning and I found this chocolate egg. I 
I laid it, father. I made this egg. It came out of my bottom. <laughs> Are you sure? Hang on. I'm trying to get his... <laughs> trying to get his father's voice to not sound like Algernoff. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay, because they're brothers. They, they would. Yeah, they would sound, you know, yeah. quite similar, wouldn't they? Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, that's strange indeed, son. Um, are you quite sure that uh, you def- it definitely came um, out of you? I think I think so, <laughs> father. It, I woke, I woke, I went to bed, and there wasn't an egg there. And I woke up, and there was an egg there by my bottom. It- I laid a chocolate egg, father. And it's definitely um, a chocolate egg, not like a a, a a big poo, right? Because <laughs> I don't think so, Father. I mean, we we had we had that issue when you were younger, but uh, I thought you would have grown out of it by now. No, I have, Father. Th- I know what poo smells like from experience. This is a chocolate egg, <laughs> son. We all know what poo smells like. I had to raise you. <laughs> Bunny poops do look like chocolate eggs. Yeah, well. But do not get them mixed up. This is another public... Do they smell yeah. like chocolate eggs? Yeah. No, no. They, they smell very different, yeah, which no. is the, the main way of telling the difference between little chocolate raisins and bunny poo. So this is another uh, public service broadcast on behalf of the Fire Breathing Kittens <laughs> podcast. Um, always check to see... Yeah. Are you unsure of whether you have... Chocolate raisins or bunny poo. Well, did you know you could smell it? <laughs> this has been another FDK PDA. <laughs> PSA or PDA? How close you get another rabbit pellet? <laughs> oh, yeah, PSA. Sorry. <laughs> uh, B, uh, FBK PDA PSA. <laughs> Don't get too close to those rabbit pellets. <laughs> <laughs> you shook your head. Success. <laughs> so, uh, Mulrear Scars Bunny uh, says, hmm, "This is most unusual. Um, uh, I think the best thing for you to do, because I think what may have happened is, I think you have been cursed somehow." <gasps> oh no! Are you sure it's a curse, Father? It seems like a blessing. Trust me, son. Rabbits don't lay eggs. It's a curse. Oh, what should I do, father? I think the best thing to do is find the the rabbit sage that lives in the next valley. You know of him. His name is the Stinking Bishop. Yes, the Stinking Bishop. I will find the Stinking Bishop, father. I'll bring my friends for safety, and I will remove this curse from myself. That would be wise. Um, it doesn't go to... Um, let's just put it this way. It's, it's, it's a bit weird, son. <laughs> what, what, oh, this whole situation? Well, yes, I mean, yes. All, all, all these months we've been here for generations in this warren, um, <laughs> <laughs> we've never had a, had a rabbit that lays chocolate eggs. It's strange indeed, so it must be a curse. Hmm. Can't be any worse than an elephant laying an egg. What's an elephant? <laughs> yeah, what's an elephant? <laughs> I don't know. I just dreamed about it one day. <laughs> oh, weird. Okay, guys, you heard. I turned to them. You, you heard my father. 
We have to get to the stinking bishop to try to remove this curse. I'll protect you on your way. I'll look out for weasels and eagles. Oh my. And I'll pick up any more eggs you lay on the way. Good thinking. Okay, father. We'll go egg now. We will find the stinking bishop and remove this curse. We should be back. How far away is it? <laughs> the stinking bishop? Well, it's the next it's the next valley over, so at um regular rabbit speed, maybe two days, assuming um everything goes to plan. We will be back in four days. Let's let's say five, just in case we hit traffic. We'll be back in five days. <laughs> Rabbit traffic. Yeah, well, you know, you know, like moles are really slow. <laughs> okay, we head out. I head out. Okay, cue traveling music. The three of you travel. We we all have our own. You all have your own separate traveling music. Yeah, becomes a cacophony after a while. If it plays at the same time, none of it is copyright. Mine kind of was. <laughs> not, if, not if no one knew what it was. Mine wasn't. Yeah. I was doing my own one, so. Yeah, me too. Yeah, exactly. So we'll cover yours up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's the point where you're, like, if you're singing so bad that it doesn't trip any like copyright algorithms. As long as John Williams is not listening to this podcast, I think we'll be okay. Never say never. All right, it's possible. Yeah. If uh, lis- if if listeners go out and like leave reviews and tell their friends about it, six degrees of separation could get there. Yeah. It could. It could. Anyway, that just means Kevin Bacon will listen to it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> probably does already. Yeah. The three of you little rabbits, you um, cr- uh, begin to head out to the next valley over. Now, this is a direction neither of you have ever been because you're only little rabbits. You're probably about three months old we're cute you're you're very cute you're very cute yeah um everything looks very big because you are in fact very small you traverse along you know fields and grassland and other types of things it's it's a valley so there's going to be ah you know what's coming up there is a small stream coming up with one small bridge going across okay did he lay any more eggs on the way here? Let me look. <laughs> well, I was behind you to can't, can't catch them, so I should have them. Well, then I think you've answered your own question. That's why I was asking the DM. Oh, gotcha. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see. Um, give me a roll. Um, y- yes, you um, are like on a, on a break. You're like, you know what? I'm just going to pop down here uh, and just, you know, relax a bit. And yes, another chocolate egg does pop out, along with some other things, which are wow. definitely not chocolate eggs. But we'll avoid talking about those. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, hey, you, you, you laid one more egg. Uh, you also laid some other stuff we're not going to mention. But uh, hey, here's your egg. Let's play Russian poulette with my <laughs> eggs and my poo. Do, do you need it? 
Do you need to sit on this or to make a hatch or what? what's going on? I don't know, man. It's just coming out. Oh. So, can we eat it? Uh, you give it a try, I guess. We might be cursed, though. Dr. Rabbit Crud eats it. Oh, jeez. <laughs> okay, uh, Crud Bunny, give me a constitution saving throw. Dr. Crud Bunny. Okay, are you still a doctor as a as, as a bunny then? Why <laughs> the hell not? <laughs> he had time in his three months of life. <laughs> Very intensive course. Yeah. <laughs> Sixteen. Sixteen. Okay. Um, well, despite the fact that rabbits are almost certainly not meant to eat chocolate, you manage to like take a couple of bites before deciding. <laughs> you know, this is probably not the best of ideas. Um, <laughs> So you don't scarf the whole thing down, but uh, your uh, uh, your next night's sleep will be very restless. Let's just say it's not going to be pleasant. Ah, uh, uh, Bunny Nesgrax, your 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 uh, your your butt chocolate doesn't taste good. <laughs> Shocker! <laughs> Thank you for taking one for the team, Doctor Crud. You're welcome. That's Doctor Crud Bunny. Dr. Crud Bunny, sorry. I should be more formal. <laughs> Absolutely, because that's what us bunnies are known for, is our formality. Yes. Did you mean fertility? Well, both, really. I mean, one does really help the other. Like, you ever seen a bunny in a bow tie? <laughs> they can get it. It would be it. adorable. Oh, okay, nope. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, as Dr. Crud Bunny... Uh, chomps on Nesgrax's bum chocolate. <laughs> you come across what anyone else would see as a small river um, going through the valley, but to you it seems like a raging torrent. But there is one bridge, a very small little uh, rodenty bridge that leads across it, and standing at the mouth of the bridge is a vole. <gasps> we gotta pay the vole troll. If we want to cross the, <clears throat> this um, boy's bridge. Yeah. <laughs> um, as, as you um, hop up uh, to him, he goes, Yes, you've got to pay the vole toll to avoid angering the vole troll. There's a troll underneath this bridge. <laughs> Yay, I got the reference. <laughs> vole, we can offer you... Dr. Crud Bunny wants... Go go ahead, Dr. Crud Bunny. <laughs> Dr. Crud Bunny wants to bunny kick him into the water. Whoa. Right to violence. Wow. Is this before or after he became a pacifist? Well, I mean, he's a bunny, so he's never been a bunny. I think... He's never been a bunny, so we never, we don't know. <laughs> I think mor morality at the moment is a bit out to lunch. Let's see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's a cheese-induced coma. Yeah, we've all been there. Okay, um, to, uh, right, uh, to bu bunny kick the vole, um, give me a, yeah, just give me a, um, uh, a strength-based attack. Ooh, okay. However, because you did eat some rather nasty, rather nasty bum chocolate, uh, disadvantage, oh. because your stomach's starting to growl. <laughs> oh, you had to do that to me, didn't you? Okay. Hey, you're the one who decided to eat his bum chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the 17 is out the window 
That's an 8 plus 6. 14. Still a fairly solid roll. Um, you uh, you turn around to do a, a, like, a, a, like a bunny version of a spin kick. Um, but the, the vole stands there resolute as your uh, your um back paw thing. and you keep me the back paw or front paw because they're all legs so anyone could count as a kick back paw yeah. yeah oh no it's the back the back are the more powerful ones yeah um you swing your back paw into him and he just stands there strong as your paw bounces off him and goes <laughs> it's a very cute very cute of you anyway yeah i, I was just I was just me- me- messing with you. I was just having a little bit of fun. I, un- I gotcha. understand. I understand <laughs> your. Um, I-, I come across many of your kind. Um, there are there are a lot of you. But anyway, this is uh, miss, Mr. Full. Yes. The- yeah, miss, yes. Mr. Full. I I was gonna. I was saying we could offer you this chocolate egg. It's got a little bite out of it, but if you'd like it, then maybe we could use that to pay the toll. Chocolate. Interesting. Have you ever eaten chocolate before? I've I've heard tell of the chocolates, but uh, it seems to be a rather delicate poison for most of our kind. Uh, starts off fairly basically, um, upset stomachs and um, mild puking and uh, a little bit of diarrhea. <laughs> Mild. Mild. Just mild puking. Mild puking. Just, just, just in the mouth area. <laughs> Nothing projectile. But um, but if you eat, like, too much chocolate, then it just goes... Like, it overwhelms your system. So um, hopefully that little bite mark hasn't uh, found its way into any of you. That would be dangerous indeed. Well... Yeah. <laughs> One of us got... Had a little taste. What? I sort of nod to Dr. Crud. <laughs> yeah. Dr. Crud Bunny just looks there innocently with big eyes, looking as cute as he can be. <laughs> my, my, my poor, my poor fellow, you, you may not have long left. Chocolate is said to be one of the most long for dangerous poisons in these parts. Oh, no. What's poison? It, it. Hang on, how old are you? Three months. Okay, so you're well acquainted with death right now. <laughs> Doing a very adorable pose. <laughs> okay, poison is bad for for our kind. Um, brings brings death um, and very very nasty things. Um, oh, oh no! And rabbits can't vomit. What's death? Wait, did you just ask what's death? Yeah. <laughs> I'm three months. The, the vol looks at the other two and go. <laughs> he's he's not. Um, he's led a sheltered life. But have you ever seen him with a bow tie on? It's adorable. <laughs> <laughs> he straightens up his bow tie. Absolutely, it is. <laughs> Look, Miss Mr. Vol, we were on our way to go see the stinking bishop. Perhaps if we can get our friend to the stinking bishop, then he'd be able to help our friend Dr. Crudbunny. Ah, yes. Hang on. Actually, hang on. <laughs> let's, let's, let's play the game. Give me a persuasion roll. Oh, yeah. Sure. I forgot. D&D, right? Oh, yeah. We're playing a game. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. I was having so much fun. <laughs> oh. Uh, oh. No, okay. Yeah, no. Uh, 12. <laughs> okay. Um, he's like, 
Oh yes, of course, of course. You need to um, go save your. Um, I, I would uh, leave leave the chocolate here. We'll, we can uh, dispose of it, and like any more you come across, I would just get rid of. It is dangerous. Okay, no, no problem. I'll bury it in my own poo. <laughs> <laughs> And then no one will want to dig it up ever. Yes. Good choice. However, um, if you're going to go see the sage on the way back, if you could um, bring back some mushrooms for me, that would be most appreciated. We'll, we'll count okay. that as your 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 yeah, toll, cool. shall we? I'll I'll let the the vol troll let you go. Uh, and he uh, leans over the bridge and go. All right, it's all right, Percy. They can go through. Sorry, his name's Percy. <laughs> Thank you, Mister Vol. Thank you, Percy. No problem. Off you go. I hop across the bridge. That, that's a perfectly normal name for a troll. Percy the troll. Yeah. Um, and as you uh, you cross the bridge over a, a small small bump in the ground, basically a mole hill, but it seems like a mountain to you. <laughs> I appreciate that small giggle. <laughs> <laughs> um, you you do briefly hear him shout. Oh yeah. Uh, think, remember, think, don't forget about that. And then his his voice just disappears into uh, nothingness. So you continue onwards. I'm sorry I didn't catch that. What did you say? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> did you say eat more chocolate? No. <laughs> uh, the the wind becomes too strong for. Oh, okay, we'll eat more chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> the wind becomes too strong for you to hear anymore. However, as you uh, continue down the valley, uh, you begin to see certain signs that um, uh, a rabbit may indeed live here. Namely, that the grass is getting somewhat shorter as you get closer towards uh, the valley uh, floor. However, as you um, you get close to what appears to be the, the rabbit sage's hut, it's... Uh, no more than uh, a pile of uh, sticks covered in moss that you hear an almighty screeching noise coming from the sky. Hawk, everyone, run for the cover. Let's go. Yeah. Quick as you can. You You don't know why you're thinking that you need to run, but you know you need to run. You've never really been outside the war and Instinct. you've never come across any of these, but something deep inside your base uh, primal identity screams at you to run for your lives. I'm, as, I'm assuming I don't know what spells are and can't cast any spells. At the speed at which a hawk plummets into and kills in one blow a bunny, I doubt you could get a fireball off. Like, it's terminal velocity at you, and you're like, is it 120 feet away? Because then I can fire at it. <laughs> Admittedly, a bunny, like, <laughs> shooting a fireball at a at a hawk, I would <laughs> very much like to see. Uh... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seven egg, it's a fireball. So, I'll, I'll allow it. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> One small step for Nesgrax's finally breathing fire. One giant <laughs> leap for the safety of this valley kind. I, I, that wasn't good. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> so, so wait. So I'm sorry. Are you saying that 
I I can I can do a fireball or that I know my spells. Uh, <laughs> uh, what what sort of spells do you have prepared? Because I like I I like the I I like the idea so be- of like uh, you. Some like um, managing to like influence your bunny counterpart with some sort of magic, but I don't think necessarily like um, mm-hmm. like necromancy stuff would necessarily be. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so fire breathing bunny guild. Yeah. So <laughs> I think the I think the one that I would do is I would cast slow on him. So that would that would slow him down to. Uh, forget what it is it's um oh speed is halved yeah so it would cut his speed in half if he he would have to make a wisdom saving throw so instead of 300 miles an hour it's 150 (laughs) miles an hour it's better than three (laughs) (laughs) okay well i will say because um just taking a giant eagle as uh, a base baseline um they have a fly speed of 80 feet so if you halved it, then um, all of the monk bunny would probably be able to get away. <laughs> well, I mean, two of us are going to get away. Because <laughs> you don't have to yeah. be faster than that, huh? Yeah. You just have to be faster than your friend. <laughs> Why are you all looking at me like that? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, okay, all right. if you stop running and you turn around and you try to fight it, then three-month-old dum-dum hasn't been weeded out yet is going to turn around and try to help you. However, bec- because this is uh. D&D, ingenuity is always rewarded. So if, if, if you can if you can just blow me out of the water with something absolutely insane, then we'll, we'll roll for it and see what happens. Deflect missiles, and the missile is the talent of... <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't know what your spells list is. You want to read it out loud? My, my spell it, list? It, oh, it, sure. Okay, well, yeah. I mean... Let's see what yeah. we can come up with. Oh, there's a lot, though. <laughs> I have something if if uh, if you guys want. Uh, I have an ability called Natural Medicines. Ooh. So I found a way to create natural natural medicines. And I also have a, uh ability to make them gaseous as an explosion. Ooh. So can I have put a... Uh, a sleep potion, and make it explode above us into the air. And he goes right through it and goes to sleep. A stunning potion, and then it crashes into the ground. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. This is also just the player and me thinking. <laughs> I, I, like, you can always not go with this, but if if you modify that a little bit to make your gaseous thing flammable... Then we get fire-breathing uh, bunny over here. So I, you, you're saying... Well, I mean, he is he, he is three months old, so he could not have gotten the proportions just right, and it could be flammable. I just I just want to make it clear. Like, my, my fire-breathing thing is, is not a spell. It's a oh, physical yeah, yeah. attribute of me being a dragonborn. So if I'm not a dragonborn... Are you still I, you, or are you just really in action? <laughs> <laughs> yeah so 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 maybe his his fire breath is just a tiny little but when he it reaches the gas from my uh well i guess it's a firebomb now <laughs> a sleepy firebomb it just goes whoosh. uh would like to point out 
for the listener, our FBK PSA, small particles are extremely flammable. FDA. And if you just throw flour up in the air, it lights up all pretty. So, indeed, the smaller the particle, the more the surface area, the faster the kinetics, the greater the boom. <laughs> okay. That, that sounds like an anti-PSA. <laughs> you so, should be aware of this. That's, that sounds like... So, so DM, DM, is that uh, wow enough for you? It sounds like you want people to experiment with lighting flour Just, on fire. I'm saying be careful around open flames with the powders. Yeah. Because it could be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, if it's allowed, I'll do it. Yeah, if you want to throw a gaseous thing up there, I'll, I'll, I'll try to breathe fire. I, I don't see one. This is still D&D, so I say go for it. Okay. Um, is there is there anything <laughs> cool. uh, you two right. need to roll for that? I know normally I for the fire breathing I would roll a, a dex saving throw for that. Uh, yeah, exactly. Is there anything for your gas crud, Doctor Crud Bunny? Even uh, it would be a saving. Th- do- yeah, <laughs> it would be a saving throw. The DC is eight plus my intelligence modifier plus my proficiency bonus, which is thirteen. The DC is thirteen. All right. Uh, which sort of saving throw? Probably con. Okay. That makes most sense, you know? Uh, and, and Nesgrax, what would your, um, saving throw number be? 12. 12, okay, so 12 and 13. I will roll, like, one, one con and one deck saving throw at the same time, just to see how it goes. Oh, okay, yep, that, (laughs) that failed both. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, so this is how this goes. Um, you hear the screeching of uh, a hawk from above in the sky. He goes, <laughs> and the the primal fear grips you. Um, Olive Bunny, you start to run away as fast as your little bunny monk legs will carry you. Um, you try to make a headway straight towards the the bunny sage's hut. However. Crud and uh, Nez, Doctor Crud Bunny and Nezgrex, <laughs> Nezgrex Bunny, um, you look at each <laughs> other and, like you've practiced this, which you probably have, um, you both stick your behinds in the air, and <laughs> uh, Doctor Crud Bunny lets out a very uh, vaporous, flammable gas from his particular bunny backside. <laughs> <laughs> And Nesgrax, <laughs> at the same time, uh, um, Nesgrax Bunny waits for the signal for the hawk to swoop through that uh, that flammable gas. But when it does, <laughs> he screws up his little bunny eyes and like aims all his magic uh, towards his rear end, where this tiny little little pilot light <laughs> comes out of his little bunny backside. <laughs> And the whole thing just goes... The hawk flies through this explosive cloud and its feathers start to catch fire and it starts to just sort of scream and um, flies off because it does not want any part of this. Dr. Uh, Crud Bunny looks at uh, Nesgrax Bunny and says, Silent but deadly. Nice one. And we high paw. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, congratulations. You have now made it to 
the the stinking bishop's hut. Um, the outside, as I mentioned, is just a pile of uh, sticks, kind of interlaced like a, a standard, uh, you know, tent sort of structure, uh, with moss placed on the outside for camouflage. But inside, it's somewhat more roomier. He's kind of like dug into the the surrounding hill area to make it a nice cozy spot for any any little rabbity sage to live out his um, solitude. But a- as you wander in, he um, he goes, ooh, I'm trying not to do Yoda here. Like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, do Yoda, do Yoda. Yeah. Oh, I have. Uh, hello, uh, stinking bishop. Uh, my name's Nesgrax Bunny. This is Dr. Crud Bunny. And this is Olive Bunny. Um, I, yesterday, or a couple of days ago, I laid a chocolate egg in my sleep. I laid another one on the way here. My my father sent me here to remove this curse. And I ate one. <laughs> and he ate one, and he might be dying <laughs> a slow death. A strong issue, that is. Impression going downhill, it is. <laughs> a little bit. Look at chocolate poisoning we must straight away. Appreciate it. Um, so he um, starts to mush up certain um, herbs and spices, maybe 11 of them, why not? And learn this from old friend I have. Um, Do you have that recipe? I'd like to add it to my repertoire too. I'm afraid is secret. <laughs> if you have anything for bums that were just on fire, that would also oh, yes. um, be really good. Salve in our top cupboard over there. Oh, thank you, thank you. Um, so the, the the bunny sage like mixes a quick poultice and goes, oh, "Drink this, you must." For for the the chocolate poisoning, Doctor Crud Bunny drinks it. Ah, yes. Um, you will feel. Um, it will it like empty your uh, bowels. <laughs> um, his uh, very strong detox it is. Oh, you better go outside. <laughs> will not be pleasant. I I think it's a little bit too late for that. Oh, oh no! no. <laughs> oh, this this poor man's hut. <laughs> <laughs> he should have given it to me outside. <laughs> Well, the, the 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 poor bunny sage is definitely witnessing the main difference in between chocolate and uh, bunny poo right now. Mm. <laughs> um, however, um, he at least at least it's not my uh, my spray that we got the bird with earlier. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, however, um, he looks you over, Nesgrax, um, grabs a, a small uh, staffy stick from the wall. Um, Runs it over you like a metal detector, um, muttering in what languages bun- like ancient bunnies speak, like hmm. lagomorphic. Yeah, because <laughs> why not? <laughs> and you feel um, a wave of magic, kind of like um, piercing your very being, um, not in a um, like a painful wave, just more of a. Um, you feel like he is seeing you for like for you. Um, after a few minutes, he stops and goes, huh. "So why you come to me?" Oh, my my father said that you you could help me remove the curse. 
Ah, I see. It's not a curse. It's you. It is me? You are just different. Dif- different? Different from the other bunnies? Yes. Well, less different, more. You just have this um, new ability. It's um, very natural. Oh, okay. So you've seen this before? Well, not this specific thing. Not not necessarily. Uh, if you hadn't noticed, the Yoda thing is basically gone. <laughs> 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 I can't keep it up that much. We weren't going to mention it out of politeness. Yeah, don't worry. I had very much noticed. If it was a Gollum impression, then I could do that all day. But <laughs> going for the Yoda one is slightly more difficult. Um, but yeah, um, then he yeah he goes, no, not necessarily the um, <laughs> chocolate egg thing. That's new. But um, you know the what what the world is a, a strange place. You know, magic comes from every every place. Everything is um connected by magic and sometimes just sometimes these weird things happen and sometimes we just call them miracles but uh but no you're not cursed by anything yes we're going to have to give you a new name nescrax how do you feel about the easter bunny <gasps> i like it or or hear me out chocolate butt <laughs> i don't like that as much <laughs> it's a bit on the nose <laughs> oh, oh well, this is this is great. Thank you, stinking bishop. I'll be able to go home to my father and tell him that it's not a curse; that it's it's just a magical ability. I can produce bunny poison out of my bottom. Uh, good, good. I'm 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 glad it wasn't anything more serious, and I'm glad you got your friend to be in time. <laughs> yes, thank goodness. It didn't have long left, if I'm honest. Oh, wow. <laughs> Dr. Crud Bunny. It's a very Jeez, potent... So, what, like five minutes? It's very potent, but chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Well, I, I also, I'm sorry about your house. Oh, it's okay. These things happen. You, but you shouldn't have given it to me inside. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. All right, bye. <laughs> Goodbye. Um. Honestly, if... If someone had pooed all over someone else's house, leaving is what would happen. Just walk away. Just walk away. (laughs) Everybody would leave and burn it down. Thank you for showing me the inside of your home. I've shown you the inside of myself. Thank you. Goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there there does seem to be a bit of a running theme with um, Crud's various uh, versions with um, bodily fluids expelling themselves, doesn't it? (laughs) There's a lot of if this is Nez, if this is dream right now, there's been a lot of uh, anal sort of <laughs> themed things. <laughs> we had the anal That's gas. True. The last time that that Doctor Crud had stuff expel from him, it was all through his his uh, mouth. Hmm. We were all just like n- n- grimacing yeah. and nodding. Like, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, remember that one time? <laughs> yeah, we do. Let's not talk about it. Oh, um, uh, uh, I'm sorry, stinking bunny, I almost forgot. We need to bring some mushrooms back to the vole who guards the bridge. Oh, yes, Henry. Yes. I Person. don't know, I didn't get his name, I called him Mr. Vole. No, oh, Hen- Henry, Henry, Henry is the bridge keeper. Uh, per- Percy is just the, the, the angry uh, vole that lives underneath. Ah. 
I see. Okay, like, great. I will need this information in the future. <laughs> <laughs> Percy's a cool one. <laughs> yes, I, I will. I, I, I've, I've got some. Uh, they're, they're, you know, they're regulars around here. Um, Any um, wanders off briefly to come grab a, a bag of mushrooms, um, and then like Nez, like Nezgrax, Bernie, like your regular version of Nezgrax, just in the back of your mind, kind of like pup, almost like puppeteering it, thinks. I gotta get me some of these mushrooms. <laughs> they smell pretty good. Hmm. Truffles. So you you, you have a, a mental uh, note in the back of your head to try and like source these mushrooms if they exist. Hmm. But yeah. Okay. Well, thank you, stinking bishop. We'll um, we'll see you again on another day. I hope under more uh, better circumstances. Well, less messy would be ideal. But yes, it was good to meet you. So yeah, let- sorry again. It's okay. It's okay. You know, a part of part of the job. Uh, but yeah, let's uh, montage our way back towards the the Warren you initially came out of. There ain't no trouble from hawks. You know that that hawk has told his friends like, "Don't go near these guys. They're crazy. They don't want. They don't want any <laughs> of that sort of trouble." Um, the voles, as you pass the bridge, uh, gladly accept your gift of mushrooms and offer you a couple um, if you wish to take them. It won't necessarily do anything extra, but it's just a just a nice little passing gift from them. Oh, I've learned my lesson not to eat things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, however, uh, Doctor Crod Bunny, uh, on your way past, um, Henry does like just quickly like <laughs> kick you slightly in like in the back of the leg as you pass. Oh, fair enough, fair enough. And then arriving back at the Warren, um, you uh, walk back in front of your father with, I think at this point, like a, an armful of chocolate eggs. Because like, they just keep plopping out. <laughs> like You haven't controlled this power yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, father, I, I visited the, the sage. He said that it's not a curse. It... It, it's magic. I'm just different. I, I have this ability. It's not nothing to be removed or ashamed of. Ah, that's what he told you, is it? Well, yes. Yes, well, as... Uh, yes, I thought as much. Rather a shame, though, wouldn't you say? You weren't meant to make it back. What? Rabbits don't lay eggs, son. We have no place for you here. Uh, father, what are you saying? You... You sent me to go get the curse removed. You th- you thought it was a curse. You, I, I could have I could have come back and I would have been the same. You silly boy! I knew there was no curse to begin with. Rabbits don't lay eggs. I hoped you would meet your maker, whatever it is, on the way. Are we just make a new one of you and be done with it? We get a new Nesgrax bunny and none of this weird egg business. What would the other you, What would the other Warren leaders think if I was, you know, gallivanting around with a son that suddenly decided to lay eggs? I, I decided nothing, Father. This this befell me. This condition. But that's your place, isn't it, Nesgrax? You disappoint all those around you. You, you know, walk around. Unfortunately, it is at this moment that Olive's foot collides with Nesgrax Bunny's father's face. <laughs> <laughs> Or we'll try. Well, th- this is the point. Uh, Olive Bunny will need to make an attack roll. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
all of Bunny Maiko flying past, but she's going to try. I mean, flying past is fine, too, for stopping the conversation. <laughs> it's a 10. <laughs> um, all, all, <laughs> not quite. Um, olive Bunny... Uh, um, you, you can like see like a POV shot of her foot flying towards <laughs> um, Mulrear um, Nez uh, Nez Bunny's face. Scars Bruce. Scars. Yeah. Scars. Yeah. Nez. Scars I, I was bunny. like, yeah, Scars Bunny's uh, face. <laughs> um, but you see his paw come up and like just catch her by the foot. Oh. But Whoa. it's at this point his eyes start to glow red. Oh, and he's holding me in midair? He's holding you in midair. From my little buddy paw? Goes, oh, no. goes, Nesgrax, you didn't think I'd forget about you, did you? You may be hiding, you may be somewhere else, but I will always find you. Mephistopheles. Yes, my boy. You may be here, Wait, but I... I will always come to find you. Do not think our business is fulfilled. Let, let, Bree, Bree, let us out of here. We need to get out of here now. Bree? Yes, Grace. I will find you. I will take everything from you as you took everything Bunny claw. from Bunny claw me. Attack. Bunny claw attack. And at that point, <laughs> the fog of cheese fumes swooshes in front of all your faces and everything just goes white. <laughs> but but you do hear um, from as if far away, the cheese witch um, just go, Oh, I am so sorry about that. that. What was that? I've never felt anything like that before. It, it was my, my former patron from when I was a warlock. I've betrayed him and sent him back to hell. He... He has a grudge against me, I guess. Oh, that's not good. Um, how did that not come up before? Um, <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of... I've got a, a rich backstory. <laughs> oh, I'm sure you do, but... Um, uh, the, the cheese uh, fumes seem to be uh, dying a little low at the moment, dear. We'll have to uh, save that uh, till a bit later. Hopefully, uh, th this next one, you ought to be fine because um, we're going to go into Olive's psyche now and I don't think she will have that um, connection that you do. So you ought to be safe in there. Yeah, we didn't bond much when I was Mallory. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you didn't really. Have you and Mephistopheles? Yeah, yeah. He doesn't leave his office. It's amazing. No, you didn't really. You didn't see him much. Um, you just heard him over the tannoy yeah. a couple of times and um, you, you know... Uh, um, you had a couple of conversations with this construct, um, like assistant, but you know they're not exactly you know full of personality. Yeah. So crud, just for your benefit, in the previous episode, the prison that we were picking uh, Olive up from, mm -hmm. Mephistopheles was running the prison. Ah. But he is such a workaholic; he like never yeah. leaves his office, except for the fights to the death that he oversees, of course. Oh yeah, that that has to be done in person. <laughs> yeah, obviously you got to you got to smell the blood, right? <laughs> you got to hear the the the, the fists bolt, uh, hit hit the skin. I mean, that's the that's the best part. Yeah, I I mean, you know, if you if you can't run a for-profit prison and then operate a, a morally questionable, you know, fight club for the sport, you know, for your own entertainment, then what's the point, you know? You got to, you know, <laughs> 
the, the, you know, if you if you pick a job you love, you never work a day in your life. And you know, <laughs> getting people to fight to the death, he, he likes. You know, although you guys did break the first rule of Fight Club. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You don't talk about Fight Club. Yeah, we don't talk about. <laughs> well, it. I think I think the first rule of that Fight Club is no one gets out alive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think this. I, th- I think oh, the second, second rule is you can talk about it if you want, but no one will believe you. Anyway, moving on, the cheese fumes uh, form one last uh, title uh, title page. Um, uh, Olive, I've, I've modified this uh, a small amount from our previous conversation, um, but it 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 bears the very much the same sort of hallmarks as uh, your original one. Um, so the cheese uh, fumes form the words the Swamp Prince. And you all form once again into um, slightly modified versions of yourselves. Uh, Olive, you look very much the same as you do normally, except you're wearing um, a, sli- a pink pastel f- like flowing dress with uh, white fluffy um, embellishing like cuffs and that standard like, uh, like pastel pink princess like pointy hat. Just like a wizard's hat, but it's not cool. Uh, the only way to get me to dress up like this is for me to wake up in it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, uh, so you're you're dressed like that, um, Nesgrax. Um, you are wearing um, a very like regal doublet, um, and you know you're wearing you've got a ruff on and a very floopy hat. It's all very very fancy. Um, Crud, I will, I'll get to you in a moment, but um, you do all have um, <laughs> you do all have um, character names in all of this. You're not just um, like Nesgrax Bunny, um, because this is um, one of Olive's favourite fairy tales from when she was a little nipper down at the riverbed. Uh, so, Olive, you are playing uh, Princess Fontina. Um, Cheers. <laughs> as uh, she often did when she was uh, a child. Uh, Nesgrax, you are playing uh, Princess Fontina's squire, uh, the the Comte de Gruyere. You can spell that <laughs> however you like. Now, crud. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to come out and say this. Uh, you're playing uh, Morbier, the magical talking donkey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am. <laughs> donkey. <laughs> I need a backup for this voice. <laughs> He's always shouting from behind everyone else. <laughs> Damn straight! <laughs> I can't believe we actually got Eddie Murphy to do this podcast. Hey. Yeah, and you're paying for it, too. <laughs> oh, we did. We did. Hey, that, hey, that's what happens when <laughs> listeners like you leave us reviews. Good stuff happens. <laughs> Six degrees of... Eddie Murphy, yeah. Kevin Bacon. <laughs> yeah, what, what, one of these days we, we're going to DM for, you know, um, Kevin Bacon, Eddie Murphy, and John Williams. <laughs> yeah. yeah, John Williams would obviously, he'd, he'd obviously be a bard. Um, mm-hmm. I think Eddie Murphy would also be a bard, um, and then Kevin Bacon would probably be a bard. I think they're all just going to be bards, like just very different <laughs> types of bards. 
Like Kevin Bacon would be mm. like the minstrel who uh, wanders from town to town telling tales. Eddie Murphy would be, you know, he would um, probably make up songs as he went, um, like, m- you know, making fun of like the, the local political figures. Um, and then. Jo- and he'd have talk to animals. Yeah. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> He's got yeah. to say on brand. Yeah. <laughs> and then John Williams would be like the respectable bard who's grown up in like the, the castle courts all his life. And he's like the leader of the... Yeah, directs and Yeah, he's like orchestra. the leader of the court. Um, yeah. Court orchestra, yeah. They're all very much on brand. But let's let's, let's come out of um, our dream, dream D&D session, shall we? <laughs> and go into a different dream D&D session. So we open in uh, Princess Fontina's bedchambers. Um, her uh, scales are being sanded by your handmaid, Bessie. Um, and uh, she's just opening by saying, well, I don't know what you want, dear. I mean, you know, if you, if you want that, um, you know, wisdom you keep talking about, I hear this is um, amazing, like Swamp Prince um, down in, well, well, he's in the swamp, isn't he? Um, so maybe it'd be a good idea if you want to uh, go see what uh, wisdom is all about, you go uh, go chat to him. Um, okay. I mean, you can ask <laughs> as many questions as you like, dear. <laughs> Um, you know, you're the princess in all this, aren't you? Meanwhile, that donkey's outside just pooping in the bucket. <laughs> Being very loud about it. Oh, I did it again! <laughs> I just filled another bucket! <laughs> um, okay, as a very beautiful but not very wise princess, I guess I'm going to, like, do I have hair? I'm going to, like, foof my hair back if I have it. If I don't, I'll still make the head gesture. <laughs> Um, you're you're just you're ju- you're you are just um, Olive, your regular regular Olive self, uh, but oh. in in princess attire and skinny, probably. You can you can look however you wish. I would go outside to greet the donkey, bring it a carrot. Donkey! I need a new bucket. I don't need no carrot. <laughs> <laughs> I would get it a new bucket too, and then I guess ride you into the swamp <laughs> to meet the prince. Wait, wait for me. Are you my squire? I'm your squire. I'm supposed to like help you with th- these things, princess. Okay. Um. I you don't need no squire. I'm all the donkey you need. Get a bucket, squire. Yes, yes, your majesty. Go get a bucket. <laughs> yeah, you just hold it there. You don't do nothing else. <laughs> yes, your royal donkey no, ship. Get out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> So what I'm imagining is like the the princess is the, uh, sat upon the donkey as he's just like, you know, walking like kind of shout like shouting at everything that goes past is like you know, hey, I'm walking here. <laughs> more probably more strutting. Yeah, he's he's strutting his stuff down the down down like the main road, uh, whereas the squire is just like running behind him like with a bucket just holding it under his butt, <laughs> just like. <laughs> Okay, is the prophecy fulfilled on purpose where something's coming out of Dr. Crud the Third each time? or is... <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't possibly say. Okay. I will tell you that it's not something I thought of before starting the session. Right. What? It, it just, just happens naturally. naturally. You... <laughs> I'm supposed to be really dumb, right? So I guess I'm going to try to eat these berries. I'm just going to walk up to these 
beautiful red berries. They're beautiful, and I'm beautiful, and I'm going to eat them. Um. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, Comte de Gruyere, please make me a nature check <laughs> to, to save the princess's um, poor little stomach. 14. 14. You you know these are not good berries to eat. They're they're very like they're basically they're mistletoe berries. They are not good. They're, they're white and poisonous and horrible. And you know that it's a really bad idea for someone to eat them. I take my bucket of poo and I throw it at the at the berries that the princess is holding. When you have a hammer, every problem is a nail. <laughs> <laughs> the hammer, in this case, is a bucket of poop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't. I really didn't know you were that into it before this game. <laughs> this is get. Yeah, there's been a lot of. This is. It's our dreams. <laughs> it means something. Well, you you know you know how these sessions work. You you got to wait through a lot of poop before you get to the treasure. Uh, yeah. Donkey and my square, the Count de Gruyere, why did you ruin my beautiful berries? Those berries are poison, I, princess. I, I do nothing. He's the one who threw my poop at you. Put your poop bucket back under the air. <laughs> yeah. Yes, your donkey ship. <laughs> but no, seriously, princess, those were poison berries. You can't eat them. They would have killed you. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> Oh, well, you're so wise. Thank you. I hope that by venturing into You still wear my poo! (laughs) I hope that by venturing into this swamp, I too can gain some wisdom. Maybe meet some more wise fellows like yourself. At that moment, as if it had been planned all along, (laughs) you hear um, a rustling. Well, more of a a wet rustling because it is still a swamp. Um, from behind some vines, and out walks another crocodile person, but a very, very handsome one. Uh, this is the Swamp Prince. Did I make a name for the Swamp Prince? I really hope I did. Let's have a look. I did not come up with a name for the Swamp Prince. Let's call him Albert. Prince. Oh, okay. A good prince. Albert. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Don't read into it. <laughs> Yeah, okay. All right. Um, he's very handsome, so being a, a beautiful but vapid person myself, I think I swoon. I put my hand to my head and I lean backwards and I'm going to fall in the swamp. <laughs> Francis, you okay? You want me to get rid of him? <laughs> Come to Grie. De- <laughs> deck saving throw to <laughs> save the princess from falling into the swamp. 17. Okay, uh, you you see the princess like swoon backwards. You dive behind her to try to tr- stop her from falling into the swamp, but um, your foot <laughs> slips and your your leg just drops into the swamp, and your your foot gets very ickily wet. Mm. With it, there's a, like a squelch noise that goes in. Okay, it, it might have actually been an improvement from you know her being covered in poo. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I'd wager maybe not though. Okay, so did I did I not save her from falling? Oh no, no, you saved her I... from falling. It's just your foot oh, went okay. in. Gotcha. Um, what a good square you are! I say, swooning. <laughs> yeah, he is uh, very responsible. I need the bucket. <laughs> uh, Swamp Prince Albert. Um, 
looks at you and goes, I've heard of you, haven't I? Um, you're the, um, you're, um, you're the, you must be the princess from, um, uh, down yonder way. Castle yonder, wasn't it? (laughs) That's correct. Princess Fontina of Castle yonder. Ah, yes, um, Ah. sorry, uh, do do you need, like, a, a biscuit or something? You seem to be rather, um, low on sugar if you start to keep fainting. Oh, I don't eat. <laughs> oh, that that may be a bit of a bad idea. <laughs> anyway, what brings you to my uh, my fair swamp? You know, it it it, it like it, it comes to me now that I'm doing a disservice by not yelling in a Scottish accent. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I'm very much torn. Hey, I I get right now. Yeah, I got into mine. You gotta get yeah, into yours. <laughs> I, I think that's true. So, what are you doing in my swamp? <laughs> nice. Uh, before you were Scottish, it was to find a charming husband. <laughs> oh, he's still charming. <laughs> it, it's just very intense. <laughs> um, but I think now it's to change my clothes. <laughs> They're covered in poop and swamp. <laughs> <laughs> well, only only a little bit, but it's like yeah. And she's not like wise enough to be able to identify the solution to her problems and find it. That's so I true. think she's just pretty and around the right people. So <laughs> I'll pay it no mind. Everything smells like poop around here. But anyway, uh, what are you actually doing in my swamp? Um, you know, people often come to me for 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 uh, like advice or some wisdom some guidance um if that's of any interest to you i could greatly use your wisdom they say that i am not a great ruler but i'm easy on the eyes she needs a lot of help <laughs> <laughs> right well if that's the case um what i can do because you know um i am just you like know, i'm i'm just a prince i can't actually you know Give you. I can give you as much advice as I can, but if you want, like the true uh, source of wisdom, um, a little further in the towards the center of the swamp, there is the like the great swamp fairy. Um, she's the one that um, bestowed upon me the ultimate gift of wisdom. So I would uh, advise that if you wish to seek the same source that I did, then go and seek out the great swamp fairy, and um, she ought to be able to help you. However. I will say that if you do manage to find her, um, you know, you go back to your kingdom, um, go stay there for like a year, then you come back to me and just talk to me about what you learned. Square, donkey, we're on a quest now. <laughs> yes, princess, this, this sounds like a pretty good deal. You You wanted wisdom and it sounds like the swamp fairy here can... Can offer it. Oh, we go, bucket. <laughs> I use the upturned bucket and the squire's help to get back on the donkey. <laughs> I pick up the bucket and hold it behind the donkey. <laughs> oh, no. Your life is awful in this fairy tale. <laughs> From hero bunny to bucket boy. Yeah. yeah. Well, we we've got to rotate roles, don't we? <laughs> be unfair, otherwise. Okay, so you traverse deeper into the swamp. Uh, Morbier, the magical talking donkey, uh, please make me a survival check to sniff your way through the marshes. 
well, the swamp. Swampy marshes. It's all the same sort of thing. It's all very wet. That's a 14! <laughs> 14, you say? Okay. You manage to um, trot your way. I mean, it's it's quite difficult with a, um, a a crocodile lady on your back, even one so dainty as the princess. Um, you've it's quite um, <laughs> um, it's quite you know obviously quite swampy. So the 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 squire uh, Comte de Gruyere um, pulls out um, what are basically like donkey versions of snowshoes, but they work in swamps as well. So you can like pitter patter your way across uh, the swampy ground without sinking in. However, the squire does end up losing a boot uh, in the swamp. <laughs> Just as long as he don't lose that bucket. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it was it was actually the other uh, boot to the one that went in. So both your so feet are wet now. Okay. Yeah. Oh my god. Got two wet feet and one boot. Rex's hell. <laughs> <laughs> Mephistopheles was like, "Here, go to this dream." <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. Nesgrax finally has a life of servitude, and he does not like it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but after after a few hours, you manage to find your way towards the centre of the swamp. Everything starts to look a lot more magical. So you, um, the sounds of the outside world start to dim down. It becomes almost silent, aside from a vague humming noise that you can't quite um, pinpoint. But eventually, the humming noise becomes much more of a song, and eventually you you start to like manage to focus in on where the noise is coming from and um, you follow the source of the song and uh, come across the lair of the great swamp fairy who is uh, singing <laughs> I know what it's got to be but <laughs> I'm fairly confident you'll know what it's got to be as well so um, the great swamp fairy is uh, singing Somebody once told me the world is gonna roll me. Wow. I'm not gonna sing anymore because of copyright. <laughs> what? <laughs> but I, if I make the words up and just go with the tune, then maybe, maybe it will be all right. <laughs> yeah. Well I think done. that's the first time you've sung on the podcast. No, I, I literally played a bard last year. Oh, that's I true. Remember yeah. singing. I, I did. Yeah, I did. did a little bit of singing. He not would so break long. out his his lutalele and he would sing yeah. songs. Yeah. Okay. All right. Back in the day, yeah. remember? Yeah. But like, yeah, for this season at least. Yeah. Wow. Well. Yeah. There's there's a lot less pressure to do it when you just randomly yeah. do it as a DM than you, you, I've got, I've got I've got a ukulele here. I've got to try and get it right. <laughs> yeah, I'll never be a bard. Although I do have a keyboard now, so I can I can Ooh. do it a little more. Actually, I did actually that, that reminds me. Uh, I did also sing in a pirate's life as oh, yeah. uh, Arland the Fourth, didn't I? As Captain. That 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 really depressing song. They wrote. <laughs> the one where we were all like, "Are you okay?" Remember? Afterwards. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that one. And it turned out it was just like his grandfather's thing, and not like. <laughs> yeah, there was a little grandfather bit of confusion about who was the person who needed help. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, all right, well, it's Good nice times. to hear you sing again. <laughs> anyway, you've come across the great swamp fairy who's currently singing uh, a very uh, copyright-friendly version of a certain um, swamp-based ballad. <laughs> great swamp fairy! Who said that? 
It is I, Princess Fontina, and my squire and noble mount. <laughs> noble steed? Mm. <laughs> He's <laughs> not really a noble steed. steed. <laughs> uh, the years have started rolling, and I'm afraid they're not going to stop rolling. So if I don't become a sharper tool in the shed... <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's it's going to be bad for my country. I need to hit the ground running. Can you help me out? <laughs> Can you make her an all-star? <laughs> Can you make me... Uh... All-star! She's a rock star! <laughs> Get your game on! Oh, yeah! <laughs> Noble Steed, you have returned. <laughs> uh... I had to use the bucket! <laughs> <laughs> well, fair princess, what I can do for you is I can bestow upon you the power of wisdom. See, outside the box, I stumbled on the word power and I just rolled with it to make it a song. <laughs> and like, I, ju I just, you know, wanted you to know that that's what happened. It wasn't just me being weird. <laughs> well, it works. It all works. <laughs> Yes. Um, <clears throat> it's already a sing-song one, so... <laughs> How can I gain this power of wisdom? <laughs> it's okay, you don't need yeah, to do I'm that. Okay. It just happens sometimes. Yeah. I, I spend a lot of my time singing, so it's uh, normal for me to do that. Ooh, that was really low. That was nice. Mm. Uh, well, you seem like yeah, a lot anyway. Yeah, sometimes your hurt your throat. <laughs> Well, your donkey is very talkative, isn't it? <laughs> we can't stop him from t <laughs> from talking or pooing, can we, Squire? <laughs> yes, it comes out both ends. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> I love in the how in like in the hierarchy of it, it goes princess, donkey, Squire. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, the Swamp Fairy goes, Very well, I will uh, bestow upon you the the ultimate gift of wisdom, seeing as, let's face it, you kind of need it. From now on, all your decisions will be the correct ones. You will be able to govern as you see fit. You will have total confidence in your ability, and your people will love you for it. And she raises her uh, arms towards the heavens, and the... The swamp canopy parts to let through beams of sunlight that uh, coalesce on the Princess Fontina. And you suddenly feel, like, empowered. Like, all the decisions you make, you know exactly where you need to go now. And where you need to go now is back home. You have a kingdom to run. You've been running off, <laughs> like, into the swamp... Like, you haven't let anyone know where you've been. Like, you've just run off with your squire and a donkey. Goodness knows where you've gone. You've missed at least three meetings. You haven't even had breakfast. Where, where, where have you been, young lady? Is what you think to yourself. With that in mind, I head straight home. <laughs> <laughs> and I give the squire a raise. <laughs> oh, thank you, princess. Thank you. Uh, I will... Do you take him off like pooper scooper duty as well? Yes. <laughs> I realize that when we're outside in the wilds of the swamp, you might not have to do pooper scooper duty. <laughs> <laughs> you are a truly wise ruler. <laughs> 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 so 
So you return to uh, the castle yonder and you sit down in your throne because while you are technically a princess, um, you haven't like technically qualified as queen because you know, it's it's more of a um, because like your parents died when you were you know younger and at the moment you've got to pass your your regent exams uh, to you know actually become queen because there's there's a lot of like legal stuff in there that um, most other monarchies don't have to deal with. But this one is, you know, fairly responsible, which is why you've just been a princess at the moment. But you're like, you know what, if I, you know, if I like put my head down and study, it's not actually doesn't have to be that difficult. All I have to do is, you know, work at it. So you, you know, you get your head down, you you, know, you kind of like turn off, you know, you st- turn off your sending stone like between like nine and five daily. <laughs> you um, really buckle down. You get to work because, you know, passing these tests isn't actually a matter of intelligence. It's just a, a matter of like working and trying to understand rather than the innate knowledge. And then you think, hang on, maybe I can apply this to like real life as well. Maybe instead of like necessarily trying to... um like think of myself as stupid or intelligent maybe if i just try and listen to people understand where they're coming from then i can form like a more rounded version of the world as i see it it doesn't there's not necessarily a right or wrong for everything maybe it's all just shades of gray maybe there's like um maybe there's just more i can do to like understand people and these are the sorts of thoughts that cross your mind as the year goes past. You've passed your region exams. You suddenly, but be- you finally become Queen Fontina. I have to look that up again. <laughs> Queen Fontina of Yonder, and your your subjects love you. They love you know. They regularly praise your wisdom. They hold banquets in your honor constantly. They throw all sorts of parties that you don't go to because it's probably not the best of idea because you're a bit of a lightweight, right? <laughs> and you know it, it's a little bit embarrassing that if you turn up to these parties and you have like, you know, a couple of like two glasses of wine, you're gone for the night. So you, you know, you turn up to begin with and, you know, if anyone's like, hey, Queenie, have a drink. You're like, no, no, it's okay. It's okay. Um, you know, I'm I'm driving. <laughs> I thought I was driving. <laughs> <laughs> but the year passes. Um, your your subjects love you. You um, the kingdom of yonder becomes a much more prosperous place with you at its head. And after the year, you um, think back to your um, initial encounter with the swamp prince um, in the swamps uh, beyond the borders of yonder, and you think maybe I should go and see him again. I did rather promise, after all. I did promise. Head guard, Count de Gruyere, would you escort me into the dangers of the swamp? I would love to. I'll get my bucket. Oh, well, you're the head guard now. You don't have to do that if you, if you don't want to. And oh, um, right. we've yes. also established, uh, we've cut a hole in the pants of Morvier, <laughs> the magical talking donkey. So now he, <laughs> he can just go outside. And Wait, I wear pants now? You wear pants now. <laughs> Nice! I imagine the problem before was that if there's no holes in the pants, it's a problem. So, I don't know. So, yeah. <laughs> so we head out into the swamp. Many problems having been resolved through the wisdom of the person, not the player. Uh, and 
<laughs> I don't try to eat the white mistletoe berries. Because you've learned your lesson from last time. Yes. The sign of true wisdom. Although I understand that with shades of grey, they are an important part of this ecosystem, and I will let the birds that can eat them do so. <laughs> You're so wise, princess. <laughs> you've come so far. And I'm still beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> And not covered in poo this time. And not covered in poo. <laughs> that helps with the beauty. It is truly the dream. <laughs> the dream to one day not be covered in poo when you go see a boy. There's so much poo this adventure. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what to tell you. I did not write the word poo once on my notes. Like. <laughs> The wonderful world of D&D, ladies and gentlemen. There's no poo, but then suddenly all of it's poo. It's all poo. You're welcome. <laughs> you know that review I asked for? Um, I think we've probably... I think we've earned it now, right? Mm -hmm. You know, Five stars. Five stars. This show is poo. Five stars. One star for each mention of poo. <laughs> okay, then we've got that a lot a more than five star stars. Podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You finally uh, retrace your steps from a year ago into the domain of the Swamp Prince. Um, you find him in his uh, little hut away from nowhere. There is um, a load of uh, books on bookshelves. He's uh, sitting on his table reading with a, a candlestick burning uh, slowly. Um, as you approach, he looks over and goes, Oh, it's... Hang on. Scottish. Okay. So you got to have a trigger word to yeah. or DM like DM trick. So for you, it's just DM trick number two. <laughs> if you got to do, if you got to do it, if you got to do an accent, have trigger words to help get you into it. <laughs> so princess, um, you've returned. How's Wait, um, what's the Scottish trigger? How's word? your year been? Scottish. Well, Scottish. Scottish. Because <laughs> like bagpipes. I mean, in this case, it is. But um, like I mean, technically, my uh, Scottish accent is an Edinburgh one. I've been told, which is like the the posh bit of Scotland. But anyway, the Swamp Prince uh, looks over at you and goes, Ah, Princess, you've returned. Um, so, how's you? You've been? Oh, well, you know, I, I learned to empathize with the people around me, to appreciate the shades of grey to our world, to not be as black and white and harsh in my decision making. And I, I nibbled a bit of food. But not too much, don't worry. <laughs> Here's my former squire, now head of my guard, Count de Grier. Uh, Count, I believe Morvier, the magical talking donkey, and you would like to introduce yourself to this prince? Because I recognize now as a wise princess that perhaps representation should be part of my shtick. Thank you, Princess. Uh, I, I couldn't give myself a better introduction than the one that you just gave me. And Donkey? I'm a donkey! <laughs> <laughs> well, Princess, it seems you've learned um, quite a bit since uh, we last saw each other. Now, answer me this just one question. No, I'll rephrase that. Not quite a question. Um, I will now, after you've learned so much, I will now tell you the secrets of the great fairy's wisdom. Because as it turns out, um, 
because I, I learned this some time ago myself when I went seeking the, the fairies uh, swamp wisdom that what she gave you was not in fact wisdom <gasps> because wisdom cannot be given wisdom can only be earned so what she gave you and what she gave me were self-confidence in my abilities and my decision making so there's no such thing as you know there's no such thing as the gift of wisdom you cannot give it so you became wise because you believed in your own decisions you believed that what you were doing was right you finally thought to open your ears your eyes and see what was around you you and Normally, you can't tell someone to do that. They have to decide to do it themselves. So only with that self-confidence in your own self could you uh, see inside your own being enough to develop that wisdom. Swamp Prince Albert, I understand now. <laughs> I'm sure you understood um, anyway, but sometimes it's nice hearing it. It is. You got lied to. I'd sue. <laughs> oh, donkey. I mean, I mean, why, why, why you keep this guy around? I'm not sure. It doesn't seem particularly wise to be. He seems like a bit of an ass. Uh, he's definitely the best part. <laughs> Everybody loves donkey. <laughs> he's drinking. And he with said that, that drink um, he's drinking. <laughs> <Take a drink. laughs> Can we get that on some uh, like FBK merch now? Everybody yeah. loves donkey. <laughs> it can be done. <laughs> and with it, that immortal phrase ringing in your ears, the cheese fumes <laughs> waft about your beings once again and solidify once more back in the tent um, where you all sat it seems like in uh, at least three lifetimes ago, but it was in fact about two hours. Oh, wow. Oh, boy. That was weird. <laughs> Anybody else feel that little that little tingle in the back of your throat? Uh... Are you really chocolate poisoned? <laughs> <laughs> well, see, I, I don't have an allergy to chocolate, so I hope not. Hmm. Um, the the cheese the cheese witch pipes up and just goes. Oh no, it's um, I I think he just f swallowed a fly when we were when you were in that last bit. <laughs> Dan, you let a fly get in here. Uh, Dan, Nazgrax, your 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 dog is worthless. <laughs> it's not his job to stop flies from flying into your mouth. It's his job to protect babies and us. <laughs> Yeah, they're hostile creatures. So the fly was really the victim in all of this that it got yeah. sucked into an early demise. Yeah, thank God the fly didn't have a faithful hound. <laughs> eh, protein. Um, yeah, So, and the, the cheese witch um, looks at you and goes, Well, everyone, I hope that uh, you you know took something away from this. Um, traditionally, the, the visions are a little confusing, sometimes quite weird. Um, but hopefully you managed to gain something through it. I know I did, because, um, I mean, I, I mentioned a little bit about this earlier, but um, the reason I stayed um, here all this time, despite the fact that uh, 
This whole place is, as you can see, a bit run down. And um, but it's just me and the goblin here. Um, most days, um, you know, um, is that um, the cheese uh, dreams um, showed me that uh, if I stayed here, then a great reward would um, come my way eventually. And it looks as though it has. And um, if you look into her eyes a little bit, you just see like the like glimmers of slight tears in her eyes. And she looks at Olive and goes, Yes, um, your mother was always rather fond of that um, that last tale. Uh, it was <laughs> such a... It, was, it, it broke my heart when Fenora ran away, but... Uh, I mean, in my heart, I understand why she did it. Um, she... She wanted to raise a family, and let's face it, the the carnival is no place for that sort of thing. And uh, I'm afraid um, we we were rather stern with her, and she left in the middle of the night before we could we could apologize to her. And we've been paying for it ever since. Uh, I just wish her that my partner could have um, could have lived to see this. But uh, Grandma, <laughs> yes, child. Oh, hello. <laughs> You have so many great grandchildren. I can introduce you to all of the nieces and nephews, and you've got ready for it, you guys. Uh-huh. You've got the grandchildren's emerald, apple, lime, jade, forest, moss, malachite, sage, willow, grass, parakeet, mint, basil, and juniper, along with me, Olive. You've really got a theme going on, haven't you? <laughs> but that's that's amazing news. The the cheese visions were were right all along. I. I, I I waited for all these years, and now there's a <laughs> there is a great reward. And I mean, if you don't mind me coming back with you, of course. Um, I'm 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 sure the the cheese goblin would like to meet um his new family. <laughs> I can't leave him behind. Of course not. May I call you Grandma Bree? I'm sure we can find a, like a, a slightly snappier um, way of saying it, but Prima, Prima, I'll take that. Aww. Let's go, Prima. <laughs> okay, we're gonna need to give the cheese goblin an actual name. Ah, uh, that's Peanut, and I hate him. <laughs> Would you like to be Peanut? Oh, yes, I'll be Peanut. Which. Do you want... No, no, no. Peanut stays with Peanut. <laughs> All right, you're learning. You're learning, which means eventually you will get in my good graces. <laughs> but not right now. And as we know, learning from your mistakes is wisdom. Mm. <laughs> but with that, um, your uh, new, newly re... Uh, Reunited. That's the word. Your uh, newly reunited grandma goes in to embrace you, Olive, as she uh, finally, uh, you know, finds what she's been looking for all this time, a family. Aww. I hug her back and I guess we'll introduce her to the whole egg clutch. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, from the top of the circus, let's just say the camera... Uh, shoots upwards to um, like see the landscape of what if what is Olive's ancestral homeland, and just on the wind you hear the words, 
Everybody loves donkey! <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining us for this rather wild ride of the Fire Breathing Kittens podcast. Remember that review we keep talking about, yeah? Yeah? We were joined this week by Dr. Crud Bunny the Third. <laughs> And also, more be a the magical talking donkey as well. We were also joined by Nesgrax Scarsbruch, Nesgrax Scars Bunny, and the Comte de Gruyere himself. It looks like I've got a new arc <laughs> on top of my previous arc <laughs> with the HHO. Looking forward to it. And finally, Olive Mundo. Uh, didn't actually figure out a yeah uh uh Bree's surname, but I don't think it really matters. Wensleydale. Uh, and the Prince Wensley. Yeah, we can go for Wensleydale. Bree Wensleydale. Oh, yeah. Bree Wensleydale. That's one of the cheeses I did not use, so it's free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but and also the Princess Fontina herself. Bye. Well, slash Queen now Queen Fontina. Oh, oh yes, Queen. Bye. <laughs> And also, bonus points for those of you listening. See how many cheese references were in this podcast. There are a lot. It's going to be a <laughs> too many. Yeah, too many. Too. I anyway, hated this episode. Too there many. Were too many too cheese many. references. <laughs> too many cheese. Too much cheese. Too much cheese and too much poop. Ten stars. <laughs> I took one off for the cheese. <laughs> bye. Bye bye. Bye. B plus plus podcast, the business and technology podcast for leaders. Out of the box strategies, million dollar ideas, and useful tools and resources. Subscribe on Spotify and Apple Podcasts now. The following is a brief bit of the Pedro and Banana podcast. Do you know what really um, freaks me out about the mask, yeah? Everyone's wearing a mask, right? CCTV everywhere, yeah? You mm. think this is a fantastic opportunity for bank robbers. <laughs> yeah, Nobody's I know. robbed a bank. Yeah, Nobody's robbed any banks. I've thought exactly going on? the same thing. I thought banks would be getting dropped left, right and centre. Just any kind of crime like that where, where CCTV Anything, is necessary. Yeah, where, yeah, where you wear a Everyone's got a mask on, so you can't really identify me. Um, no, it wasn't me. It was him with the mask. Yeah, it was, uh, that's not me. Yeah. That bloke's got a mask on. I don't wear a mask. Yeah. Put, a, put a hood on, put your mask on. <laughs> that don't even look like Coverage. my shotgun. My shotgun's green. That one's black. <laughs> I always had this Ferrari. That was the Pedro and Banana podcast. Find them wherever you find podcasts.